Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you, and I know. Where does my skin end? Where does the Malibu sweatshirt sweatshirt begin? <laughs> you know, I was trying to be... I was trying to be soft and cuddly today. It just didn't... I swear to God, it's not this light, but I'm looking at myself on the screen. I look fucking horrible. This looks like a, uh, like a, a, a hospital sheet. Anyway... That's a rich guy sweatshirt. Is it? Yeah, that's like you never. No one's working out in that sweatshirt. That's no. that, <laughs> that, you go buy camera. You go buy uh, picture frames in that you know sweatshirt. What's funny about this joke. <laughs> I was out in Malibu. I was out in Malibu, staying in a trailer, doing mushrooms, and we went down. And I just it's just it's a touristy thing, but it's one of those things that if you go there, you got to get it. And you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I fucking love this thing. And I also love that it says Malibu. And then people look at me and just think that I'm, I'm going to like Lululemon and shit. There's just something funny about that to me. You know, Joe? I figured it'd be a perfect balance with, with your George C. Scott fucking, uh, you know, old school Lee Marvin vibe, you know? <laughs> Same three actors yeah. I always bring up. Joe Bartnick is here because not only is he a great friend of mine, Joey B put out a killer special, and now we got tour dates coming. All of a sudden, look at look who's look who's selling tickets. Remember, look who's talking now. Look who's talking too. Look who's, look who's talking now. <laughs> it's a dog. I'm a dog talking. Yeah. <laughs> so Joe Bartnick, all right. If you like your comedy, the way you like your fucking sandwiches, all red meat, fucking <laughs> none of that beta lettuce on it. You want to go see Joe Bartnick? Uh, 29th and 31st, New Year's Eve, Boca Raton. That's a rich person, right? Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. And I love Boca. Boca Sandman. Uh, Sadman Comedy Cafe. Oh, Sadman. Yeah. Sadman Comedy Cafe in Boca Raton. Look it's at funny because he is Arab, so he is a Sandman. Oh, there you go. All right. So. <laughs> but he's called Sadman. Sadman. All right. You're going to be a little tango and cash down there. Uh, January 11th, you're going to be at the Funny Bone in Columbus. Uh, Dave Stroop. These are all the old, all my old stomping grounds. Vinnie Brands, New Brunswick Stress Factory on uh, January 14th. And I don't know where this one is. On uh, Ben Salem. The Parks, Parks Casino, Casino in, outside of Philly right there. Oh, right outside of Philly. So there you go. Look at that. We got Florida. We got Ohio, where all the great yes. coaches come from. You got uh, you got Vinnie Brands, New Jersey, where all the all the fucking Tony, uh, what's his name? Terry Cutlets. Yeah. Uh, that's not his name. What's the guy's name on the, on, is it? Uh, DeMeo, right? No, yeah, DeMeo's no, an actual what's hitman. What's his first name? Is it Tony? It can't be Tony. That's too on the nose. I think it is Tony. It is Tony. Tony DeVito, right? Oh, Tony DeVito. All right, Tony I think Cutlass. so. I don't know. I know who you're talking about. Hey, though. man, I don't, know what to, I don't know what's going on. All right? And, I'm just trying to get it, the Steelers over. It was easy a month ago. They're going to get nine wins. Now it's like, oh, my God. Thank God my kid got a scholarship in college. Well, what happened? The, they the, lost the, to two two and ten teams yeah, in five days. Us. Yeah, well, congratulations. I heard... You know what, dude? We fucking own you guys the way the Giants own the Patriots. Like, we can't beat the fucking Giants. I don't give a fuck if they're 1-15 or 15-1. The preseason, the season, the Super Bowl, we just don't beat the... Belichick is just a great coach. He's just a great coach. You know, I don't like his coaching tree. That's the latest thing. It's like Nick Saban's in there. Nick Saban's in the Belichick coaching dude. tree? The fucking Cleveland Browns fired Bill Belichick with Nick Saban underneath them in like fucking 1995. Thank yeah. God. That's what they did. Yeah. yeah thank that's God. What, that's what they, you know, it's, that's what Cleveland does. 
they just they, they're the mistake by the lake and they, they want to stay that way although they're playing pretty good football this year huh they're all right right uh they beat us i believe okay them's fighting words so i didn't want to i don't want to compliment cleveland no no it's fine I'm, I, I always have a good time in cleveland yeah i have a good Joe, time yeah, everywhere Joe, let's be honest you have a good time everywhere i have a good time everywhere <laughs> i enjoy everywhere i go Long as the bar, it was a war zone. And I had a great time, dude. When we went to Israel, there was some bullshit going down in Jerusalem. Oh, it was the best. Yeah, and the guys, the guy goes to us. He goes, "Oh yeah, you know, sorry about that stuff going on down in Jerusalem." And you said, "Yeah, I don't care about the Jesus stuff. Let's just (laughs) let's just go to." (laughs) Well, they kept trying to drag me off the beach. We're literally looking. I I talk about this in my act. I'm not trying to do. We're looking at beautiful women look like Wonder Woman. They're awesome. They're beautiful. They can kill you. You want to fuck them? Like, hey, you want to go? see some 3,000 year old shit you read about in Catholic school for a decade? Like, no! No, no I want to smoke no. sticks and drink and have a good time. At the, they I've they been need the to get rid of that. They need to get rid of all of that shit. They, they should just move it like to Disney World. <laughs> I'm surprised some rich person hasn't just bought it. And you know what it. they need to do? They need to make a wailing wall for fucking sports gamblers <laughs> on, <laughs> for like Sunday evening. Is the that- guy, he hit the fucking upright. <laughs> just, and then you stuff your money that you owe the bookie into the fucking wall. Is that what the wailing wall is? People complain. Dude, I don't know. No, it's you go. <laughs> I don't know there, what it is. You go there and you start fucking crying. And then you stick a piece of paper in there. And everybody's praying to God. But God likes your people more than he likes these other people. But he has made everybody. And God loves everybody. None of it makes any sense. And you stick money it's in the wall? Bunch of, no, you stick like fucking like notes. Like you're talking to some chicken class. You stick oh, really? them in there. You stick them in. Please, please get two more wins, Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't handle it, you know, like, right from the steel curtain to this. I mean, if you wanted to, you could bother him with that shit. But wouldn't that make life easier if, like, Jeff Bezos or someone just bought all the religious shit and moved it somewhere, like, where everyone can get to? Easy direct flights. Have a spirit flight <laughs> what if to the Wailing Wall. What if it just went away like a fad? Like it was like a fucking 5,000-year fad, and it just went away. Like and, the twist. And nobody, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Christianity shit? Yeah, yeah, that's so yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, that went away. What were we thinking? Yeah, what were we thinking? Dancing with people moving their yeah, hips? Yeah, guy was... walking on water. What are you doing? Yeah. It was silly. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. yeah. No one's gonna and like... a lot of people died. That yeah, was stupid. Yeah. Kids got raped. Yeah. What they, were we thinking? They said the guy like came back from the dead. How stupid was yeah. that? <laughs> and people believed it. People believed it, yeah. Enough people believed it. Dude, you know what's for me? One time I fucking worked with this guy and the guy was burning the light. He was pissing me off, but his closing bit was fucking amazing. He was doing Howard Cosell doing the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ, which is basically... I almost remember that from... I probably told you about it. And he was doing the low thing. Here we are standing out here. The son of God is just... Blah, blah, blah. And it was just, Wait a minute. What is this? What is this? He's like, the rock is rolling back, and here comes Jesus Christ, clearly risen from the dead. Clearly, oh my God, this reporter has seen it all. I'll never. It was fucking amazing. Down goes Jesus. Down goes Jesus. Dude, it was fucking. It was my favorite thing because he did a dead-on one, but he was like burning the light like you couldn't believe. So he got to like then started the bit. No, like I told him, hey, man, you know, you're supposed to only do fucking 25. You did, you did like 40. And he, oh. oh, yeah, sorry. Dude, the next night he did 50. 50? And then he acted, oh, no, 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 no. yeah. I was, this, is all, this is like 30 years ago. One of my first headline dates working up in, uh, I think I was in Vermont. It was a Roger Paul gig. 
I wouldn't even way, get... way back in the day. I, it's like there's nothing better than featuring. Nothing easier. You do your 20 yeah. minutes, you hang out, you, you you have some drinks, you can drink yeah, at the beginning. You set drink up in the your middle. merch. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Who wants to go long featuring? Like you're a oh, moron. Yeah. You to go don't have to fe- wait till the headliner's done to, out, to fucking do the outro. Remember that shit? Oh, yeah. Hosting is like, yeah, sit there and sit there and sit there. When you're featuring, yeah. you're, already at the, you're already down the street. Yeah, for you uh, civilians out there, when you host, you go up, you warm up, you know, you get them going. You got to take the fucking beach, and then you bring up the fucking feature. Feature ends, you outro him, you do another couple minutes, then you bring up the headliner, and then you had to sit there for 45 to an hour, let that guy finish, and then you had to go up. All right, that's it. one more time. That's it. Thanks for coming out. Blah, blah, blah. You literally had to hang out for like another fucking hour just to do that. And when you're starting out, you know, you had like the day job and all of that. Oh, dude. And brutal. you knew his act by Thursday. Oh, yeah. But you had to listen to it four more times. I'll tell you what kills me is how long 45 minutes seemed to me when I started out. Now 45 minutes goes by in like a second. But just to have to sit there. I guess if I have to sit there and wait. For someone else to do 45 minutes before I go on. I had a great education working the door at the punchline. When it was Joe, you. Joe, I would never know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I good. had the education out on the street. <laughs> I got my education at the, punch, the door at the punchline. There's two ways to work with that. One is when I sit and listen to you and Atel and Louis C.K. and Chappelle, I get to it, like, soak it all in. That was amazing. But we talk about educations. You know, we, I get free college sweatshirts and swag everywhere we go i go Joe, you're a mad guy yeah so every if i have any like whatever i'll say rhode island i'll say syracuse i'll say uh ucla whatever people are like oh did you go there when i wear duke or michigan no one ever says did you go there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, when did you graduate duke yeah. no yeah, no. <laughs> oh you, you you went to ann arbor no never that's awesome <laughs> That would probably happen to me. Like, I remember when I used to do the road with, like, Verzi, and we would go to, like, I remember one time we were somewhere in South Carolina, this, just this fucking, I think it was Charleston, this picturesque, like, it was just ridiculous. Like, like an old school, like, like, TV show would be shot there or something. It was just the most beautiful place ever. And we were just walking around in, like, sweatpants, and Verzi has his Yankee hat on. People were just looking at us like we were, like, in the witness protection program. Oh, like, yeah. going, look at these two fucking meatheads what are they doing here i'm like that everywhere and i it makes me smoke it makes me get helped because it's like any any town i'm in people like at the cbs like do you need help sir because like why is this guy here like i i stand out everywhere me and verzi especially stand out everywhere we'd be drinking in public like leaning up against the gazebo like smoking sticks and people were walking by just looking going like are those bookies like i mean i i you know what it really is it was really verzi it wasn't me like i just, i look like a cop but when i hang out with verzi then immediately i look like a crooked cop right <laughs> I, I look i look like i'm making a drop or well, something yeah, well yeah you're you're giving uh <laughs> you're, you're saying who's testifying against verzi yeah <laughs> You're like, hey, here's who I saw going to the courthouse. Yeah, Verzi looks like a rat, or I look like a crooked. Speaking of Verzi, uh, he's going to be at the Gramercy, Gramercy Theater in New, Year, New Year's Eve. I promised him I would give a shout-out for that. Oh, take, it's, take I, it's so happy for him. That's so good. Verzi, love Verzi. I am. It, it, look at both you guys. Here's my coaching tree. Huh? Paul Verzi and fucking now Joe Bartnick going around the country selling out. We sold some good seats recently. Hopefully keep... keep 
thank you and hope yeah. it keeps going <laughs> talk about this thing, did you just see that right there this is what like truly funny people are like they're fucking humble they suck at the business now you know i know it's just going pretty good da, 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 da. if you were a fucking hack you wouldn't be on this show you 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 would you would figure out the matrix of uh <laughs> i'd have a media. billion views on doing whatever oh yeah you'd have some little little thing that you do and then that sell. I mean, I'm not, you know, saying that hacks shouldn't sell tickets. No, everyone should. It, everyone should it sell. It rises tickets. up with the more. I mean, this is like the boom. Everyone's doing arenas now. Not everyone like you. Just, it's not. It's not just you and like Rogan. There's like 20 people. Do it. It's crazy. It is. How many people are buying tickets to see comedy? Mm. And is it because like everything else is just so muted and just like oh, it's terrible that now comedy's risen up so high? I don't. I mean, literally, it's like booming. Yeah, I am. I don't know. I don't want to jinx anything, but uh, but right. if you're you talking know, about well, I think it 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 fits now where you can consume everything immediately. Like you can just watch a whole season, rah, just fucking shotgun it. And I think by the nature of the fact that like jokes, you hear it once and then you're done with it. It, it. it just causes us, we're working at a pace that fits with the way people are consuming media right now, where it's just like, you know, they watch a movie, they're done with the movie. They watch a series, they're done with the series, they move on. You as a comedian though, you just keep coming up with new jokes and new jokes. As long as you keep making them laugh, who doesn't want to laugh? And like, I mean, that's one of the main things I look at when I'm on my phone is I just look at shit that's going to either blow my mind or make me laugh one or the other. So I watch a lot of sports and a lot of, I don't know, people just yeah. imitating people or something. My shit. feed is like the Rolling Stones, <laughs> sports, and it, it, it just always, yeah, it's just fun stuff. Uh, no, yeah, but, but you actually read a lot. You do read a lot. You're very quietly... A, a big you wouldn't know it Joe to look at you. I I do what I like to I, I I owe you this book I'm halfway through but the beginning of the NFL it's just great stuff yeah I mean I think <laughs> dude I just set you up I set you up like you're out here reading the classics you know like Joe's out here reading about <laughs> physics or something you just go I did read something recently. hey there's no pictures I've been in that book to bring it to you it's about the beginning of the NFL. It is amazing. Oh, is this where they talk about like half those guys were bookies and gamblers? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they're, they're meeting in the back of gas stations and stuff like that. You know, it's it's the good stuff. It's the real, it's the NFL. They've kind of been fixing it since the beginning. Uh, well, yes. Yes. Well, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, how, how could you fix There's so many fucking people involved. And everybody looks like they're trying. Yeah, just a little shave here and there. Like well, boxing, yeah. you could always tell like when somebody threw a fighter as a boxer because you could just see like the, the punch wasn't there or just, you know, they barely got hit and they fall down, right. they miss. But like with football, with all the bullshit that goes on, I mean, maybe it's, it's like the officiating. I will say one of my big conspiracy theories, um, one of my big ones, Joe. I mean, you, like, you have like, several. This what, is like, what, no, like when I go to give my, my talks. Okay, in, your, in a your TED Talks. My, yeah, in a conference room at a hotel. Uh, one of my big one is I just don't understand how with all of this fucking technology, the fucking they can never get a camera right on the goal line. It's always a little this way or it's a little hey, by that angle. You can't quite tell. Put it on the fucking goal line. Put one right above it. What is the fucking problem? Or, or first down. It's always this way. Well, you know, because it gives them the fucking leeway. Or how about a chip that just one that crosses that it goes off and that's it. I, you, know, you know what I mean? There, there's plenty of solutions, but I think it, it, it gives up it gives up control. Yeah, they always want to have an out. Yes. They want to have like, oh, well, here. Yeah. I mean, the thing. And we're going to complain about this, and what are we going to do next Sunday? 
We're going to sit right down and watch it. You know what, though? I will say this. I watch less and less and less because the product stinks. Unless you have one of the five or six great quarterbacks, great, okay quarterbacks, it's just watching bad football. Right. That's why I love college because in college you don't have to have Joe Montana. You don't have to, you know, you don't you don't have to have the best of the best because most teams run the ball and most teams can throw like ten yards downfield. It's kind of like more like the football I grew up on, you know. Whereas right. like no, every, you're a big college where football every, guy. I used to not be. I'm like, oh, the NFL is great. College now it's like college is so much better to me, especially the SEC and like Michigan. That's why Bama. I mean, I got I, Michigan is going to be sick. I got to tell you though, like I mean, that that Thanksgiving weekend, those games are just fucking incredible. Oh, that 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 Saturday was the best day of football all year. Yeah, when that, Washington, that Pembex kid's sick. Quarterback. I mean, just He's every like every Zorn. year you got Alabama, Auburn, Ohio State, Michigan. <laughs> Uh, I wish, you know what, I wish the fucking West Coast, I wish they had better game. Like uh, USC and UCLA, they don't play on Thanksgiving weekend, do they? They play, they like play the weekend week before. before now. Why is that? Who knows? It just seems, you know, I, I honestly don't know. But they're I'll, like, oh, you know, we don't want to have a night fight like fucking <laughs> yeah, probably Thanksgiving weekend. Like let's, after let's dark. Yeah. Like yeah. the blood's in the crypts probably. They gotta split up well, dude, yeah, the West Coast, like that, that's the one thing I learned when I was out here. It's like, you can fucking, you can really get the shit kicked out of you at, at a baseball game out here. And it's, just oh, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's no joke. No, it isn't. It's it isn't. No, they're, they're, like, back <laughs> home, it's like, you know, a, 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 you know, a two, two rights and the left. Here, it's like someone has a knife. Yeah. <laughs> They play, they yeah. play with weapons out here. Yeah, you get stomped. You know, it hasn't happened in a minute, but it, it, it's it's always, it's it's there. I went to a fucking Angels game one time. I thought I was going to get stabbed. And that's what's interesting because, you know, <laughs> other than like yeah, other than Yankees, Red Sox, baseball is not like a blood sport like football or hockey is back home. Here, baseball, there's like way more violence than baseball out here. Baseball's like a pastime. Yeah. You have a hot dog, you know, bring your wife. She reads the newspaper. Yeah. My wife loves Pac Bell because she just reads the newspaper in the sun. <laughs> she enjoyed the hot dogs in the newspaper. Dude, I've been like fucking vice free since Thanksgiving. I'm not even drinking coffee. You, and you I, cut your coffee consumption? Yeah, dude. I was just getting heartburn. I was drinking like three caps a day. So I was just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock this shit Cold off. Cold brews, no heartburn, I heard. Oh, is that what it is? I I'll heard. Go, I heard. Doctor Bartnick. It's a little easier. Oh, it is? Yeah. For some people, not everybody. I read, Bill. You do read. <laughs> I was reading about the history of iced coffee. This pamphlet. Um, no, Pamphlets I got, I, are good. I got like a fucking, I actually was amazed by the level of headache that I got and then how long it took. And then I think I went to a little bit of a depression. I mean, it was a fucking ride. Now well, I'm out of it. Well, you used to drink a lot of coffee. I know, but I never did. I never did. I you stopped. know why? You have kids. No, ah. old dads. Well, yeah, old you dads is well, No, 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 no. The oh, movie. The movie. We were doing the movie. And we were shooting on one of the first days. Somebody had a fucking, you know, maybe I have COVID, maybe I don't test. And, you know, he was, and, and, and I forget, I think it was our cinematographer. I don't even fucking remember. And like the shit was just falling down and we were going to lose a day. And so it ended up getting stretched out. And I was like yawning and yawning and yawning. And then Shay, she goes, you want a coffee? And I was like, nah, I hate coffee. It doesn't taste good. She goes, well, I had to wake you up. So I had a cappuccino and it was like, all right. And then the next night I had another one. And then somewhere during the editing of it, it just, it just fucking, 
you know, Wor- just, workers will get you. That's when I started drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes when I worked when I was like 13 years old. Because the only way you could stand around at work is if you smoke or drink. Oh yeah, not get yelled you, at. Yeah, you can't just stand there. What are you doing? Well, I would be smoking if I smoked. Yeah. <laughs> you have to smoke. <laughs> I'll take cancer when I'm 60. I just don't yeah. want to have to pick up any more heavy shit. I'm 13. <laughs> now, what did you, what is some, the shit you can talk about? What did you, what jobs did you have? Well, I worked uh, at Cool Springs Driving Range in Pittsburgh. I, the first year I was picked up golf balls by hand and we would have cages. We would, <laughs> we were cages. No, you didn't. I swear on my grandmother. What did you have on your body? Cage would come down and most of us didn't wear a cup because it was too constricting and people, it was date night. They'd come and hit balls at us. Oh my God. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and it was like, a, it was like Lord of the Flies. It was like uh, our theme song was the who like, I hear it. I can't yeah, say yeah, we yeah. fight for our meals. Dude, yeah, and you were like, and most people would stay at like the 150 yard mark, but you get all the money because it would be ranked how many buckets you get per hour, you get bonuses. So if you could go up to like the, you know, up to like within 75, 60 yards where like the little, like the date nights, the chicks are hitting the ball, you just. Uh. He racked him in. But then, I mean, there'd be fights on the T, they call it the T line. You know, someone, yeah, you're, you know, like, then people be like, oh, you know, people trying to hit you. Yeah, of course we know that. Right. So they'd be like line brawls, like three of us first, like five of them. Yeah, it, but we're wearing cages and it'd be, <laughs> sometimes we put on the boots and go in the fake lake. Oh, yeah, well, I did that for one year. And then I kind of graduated that and I worked daytime in the maintenance, which was tough because we would work, uh, like be there at like six or 7 a.m. So you just be out partying until like three or four in the morning. And Dude, I saw somebody like, this morning. I saw somebody this morning living that life. They were coming out and they had like the hoodie up and the fucking sunglasses on. And then they just had their coffee, just the way they were holding their, their, their coffee was still with the thing on it. They had it up here, right? And then they had a little whatever nourishment that they had and was just standing at the red light i was like oh that dude is fucking hung over that's impressive all right time for a read here look who it is everybody it's old helix helix you know the helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses including an award-winning lux collection the mattress there's mattress awards can you believe that somebody has to go to that event the newly released helix elite collection a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers (laughs) (laughs) and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Well, fucking look at what you look at. Now look at a mattress. If you're big and tall, you know which one to jump on. Take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Everybody is unique. Doesn't mean you have something to say, though. And everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Each is designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsible foam to cradle your body for essential support and stuff. That's why we're losing to the Russians right here. And back sleeping positions. We're just cradling people. She just gave him a hammock with a fucking voice recorder of his mother. Uh, plus enhanced cooling features, plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. Plus another plus Helix mattresses are American made and come with a 10 to 15 year warranty, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and wired magazine. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash burr and use the code. H-E-L-I-X, Helix Partner, 
This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Me and uh, me and me and Rose almost got crushed by a landscaper today. Flying out of a driveway. I'm like, whoa, because I had my headphones on. I don't know what he was looking at, but it was like, holy hell. Oh, in your car? No, me and my me and my German Shepherd were walking, and because uh, we were just walking, we would walk fast and we wouldn't pay attention. Oh, was the guy hammered? No, it was like he was whatever he was doing. Well, he might have been, but he was a worker. You know, he was he was in his work truck, and he just like screamed out of his driveway, and we're like, whoa. How are the dogs getting along? Dogs are getting along great. I said when we first got Rose, they had a little rough patch, and I Rose go, is a German Shepherd, and then the other Ruby's a fourteen and a half year old mutt. Yeah. And uh, now Rose is like an older lady. She's like three and a half now. She's like the whole neighbor. Everyone leaves her alone and she's real calm and doesn't bother anybody. She just grew up. But before when they were younger, they they went out a little bit because Ruby's, you know, territorial and Ruby's just a badass, doesn't care. And I and we had Rocky's trainer. We had Stallone's, uh, Buckus's trainer came by and he goes, I don't know they'll ever be best friends, but they, 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 they seem to be able to work, you know, I think they'll work it out. And I go, I told my wife, my wife's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. She's crying. I go, they're dogs. It's like hockey. They'll figure it out on the ice. Right. Literally, they're best friends now. Oh, like, they are. Oh, my God. They're best friends. Like, literally, like, when I come home, because Ruby's so old, she's, like, half asleep. Rose walks over and wakes her up, like, hey, daddy's home. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> and well, they hey. both tag team my wife because they both want to they, they harass my wife constantly. So, like, if one's not pulling their weight for, like, hey, we need to bother mommy, like, then mm -hmm. they'll wake, like. They'll get each other like, hey, hurry up. Let's go. That's great. Hey, we're going to the Rose Bowl, dude. I know. Rose Bowl coming up. It's I changed my flight from Sadman's. I was supposed to come in the next day and relax in Boca. It's like, that. as soon as I saw the sketch, I'm like, there's no way after going there for like 15 years in a row, I'm going to miss the one game, the only game I've wanted to see. Yeah, Mich I want to see Michigan. I mean, <laughs> I, I, we've seen, have we seen Alabama? They came through one time and beat the shit out of Florida State or something, or was that Oregon? I can't remember. Oh, I didn't even that was that. when Jameson Winston, when they hit him and he fumbled the ball and the guy ran it back. I want to say that maybe that was Oregon. We was it Stanford. Let's say remember. we've gone. Let's say we went like 13 years. Uh -huh. I can clearly remember like six plays. I know. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. And, you know, I've been sober for the last five and I can't. But we haven't gone in for a while. We finally realized what we finally realized was that continuing to tailgate while the game went on was even better than going to the game. Once you've been to the game, unless like your team's in like this year, I'm going, it, not even because it's a playoff, it's because it's Michigan. Yes. And I've always wanted to see Michigan at, at the uh, at the Rose Bowl. So oh, like, Shem Beckler. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, they used to have the fucking roses yeah. up on their shoulder pads. See, no coffee. I'm going to fall asleep here. And it's Alabama. Nick Saban, who knows how long this guy's going to do How much long is he going to do it? I mean, Bill, we went to we went there whatever five eight years ago. They already have a statue for him there. He's only won like four more national championships. I mean, he's a legend. Yeah. People hate him. I love the man. I love the man because I've, I've told you the so who, story. Who's in it? Who's in it this year? It's 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 Bama and then Michigan, Texas, and uh, UW, University of Washington, Pembex. I love that wow. kid. All yeah. right, it's gonna be so. We I was just talking to Scalar brother. Favorite. This gotta be Alabama. This gotta be. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, Texas, I think Texas has a really good chance. because I Texas I, beat Alabama, right? Texas beat Alabama. Well, there at, goes that. At Alabama. Texas is the one team that can match up, you know, line for line. It has, I will tell you this. It has the same amount of big boy dogs, right. you know. But Texas if anybody guys, beats fucking Nick Saban in Alabama twice in one year, has anybody ever done that? 
and there, there's a there's a trivia question. And maybe Georgia did. Maybe. Maybe Georgia. Okay, that's a good guess. Maybe LSU did. No, we didn't. Not since I've been watching them. Okay. I mean, that's the only two that you can think Because Ole Miss never then went to the SEC. I, I might be wrong. Ole Miss is like the only team that's ever beat them like two years in a row besides Georgia, I think. Something crazy. Yeah. I just like the way he raises young men, and I think he puts out a nice product of people into society. And there's a well-documented story how some kid, when he was at Michigan State, you know, they wanted to, he did something that wasn't heinous, heinous, but wasn't good. And they wanted to throw him off the team. And he goes, no, we'll, in, we'll, we'll do it in-house. The, the guy now like runs a Fortune 500 company. His kids are like doing very well. And it's like, oh, he could have caught him from the team. It had been nothing. I, I just like Nick. Right. A, I, like Nick I like Nick as a person. I don't, I don't know him, but he seems to raise good people. Guys at the NFL that played for Alabama. Hey, Steelers, Nick Saban thanked me. He did? No, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> I'm imitating you. When Bartnick went to go see Fug, do you remember that, Andrew? When Bartnick went to go see uh, Top Gun, he goes, you know what I liked about Top Gun? Tom Cruise thanked me for coming to the movie. I'm like, what are you talking about? He thanked you. He was there? And he said, no, they got this thing in the beginning where Tom just goes, hey, I want to thank everybody for coming out to the movie. I thought it Joe's was... Joe's like, he fucking say he was talking to me. It was my favorite thing ever. I thought it was a nice touch. It I is still a nice do. touch. I it, still do. It, it is, but I just the way... You... I want to thank everyone for watching uh, my comedy special, and I'm going to thank everyone for watching Old Dads. Well, I always liked how you always, always go, like, you had that line in your act. You know, and I travel around... And tell jokes to great people like you. You would always say that. I always thought that was a nice positive thing to say to the crowd, to set the tone. Yeah. You know that we were uh, that we appreciate. Were I'm very appreciative. I, I I feel bad sometimes when I leave the stage. I go, did I say thank you enough? Like thank them for coming. Like did I thank them enough? Because hey, you gotta gather. You gotta leave your house. You gotta go get a babysitter. You gotta pay for parking. You gotta deal with other people. It's not easy. Yeah, no. I, to come listen to me, but please do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. Dude, you got all kinds of stuff coming up. Then you got dates and uh, for other people listening. We got in February, uh, Portland, Maine, Empire Comedy Club. Should be nice and warm. That's the second. Oh, Portland, Maine's amazing in, in the wintertime you, to visit. Um, <laughs> from a, to from a plane. Yeah. <laughs> no, Portland, I, I got two good coffee spots there and uh, a, a great place to get something to eat, too. Uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Stress Factory, Vinny Brand again. Vinny, Vinny Brand. Brand. Vinny My Brand. Buddy. Keep an eye on that guy. I like Vinny. Uh, Houston, Texas. February 24th, the Riot Comedy Club. Look at you. Never been there. But then we're doing Punchline Philly. We're doing Zany's Nashville, Zany's Chicago. We got a big show in Denver. Going to be fun. San, San Francisco, Francisco. Punchline, punchline back home. This is all in March. You got Poughkeepsie. Pottstown, Soul Joel's. Have you ever played Soul Joel's? No, but what what is your web? Where can people see these dates? Uh, JoeBartnick.com. My, my new website is coming this week. I got a guy doing it. We're finishing touches. Nice. Oh my God. I, I had the. I, I was so zen about it, Bill. I'm proud of myself. I went through. <laughs> no, I really am. Hey, I thanked me. <laughs> I went through like 1,500 pictures on my computer. All these pictures of us at the Rose Bowl, us with uh, everywhere. Four, Madison Square, all these great, and then all these great pictures of us, like Louisville, Slugger, all these. I put them all in these folders, send them to my guy. I went and got like a chocolate milk. I came back, 90% of them are not there. Why? I, I don't know. My wife is like, you're an idiot. She's rare. I don't know. I, they're not in my junk. They're not in any folder. I have no idea where they went. I have none. 
Dude, I have no. You have no idea. I didn't throw anything. I didn't. I didn't respect. You know, I, I literally. I went and took. I took Ruby for a little walk. And I took Rose for a big walk. I'm like, hey, nothing you can. I I, I don't know. I can do. And there's nothing. There's nothing we could do. Well, let me about ask you this: Is that how you handled it in the moment? Yes, I. Yes, yes it is. God, I wish I could do that. Because I can't even tell you how much I can relate to that. Like, you know, my wife goes, hey, you know, I go, give me something to, to get you for, you, for, you, for, for Christmas, all right? I, I, don't, I, I don't know what to, what to get you, right? So she sends me some ideas, all right? Sends me a bunch of stuff. She goes, he goes, any one thing. big that arm. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, no. but she's just like, any one thing is right, cool. Right, yeah. Because I don't want to be like, get me this. And I go, I got it. Here it is. You know, it's going to be some sort, some sort of surprise. Yes. So I go to order the first fucking thing. Dude, the shit I had to fucking go through. Like three meltdowns, just trying to fucking order this shit, and I'm just like, why can't I just go to the fucking store and buy some sneakers? Oh, I know, because there's nothing there anymore. And then they're gonna say, well, you know, they're gonna steer me to the fucking website, and it's like I'm literally typing in my address, and they're telling me that it that it it doesn't qualify or whatever the fuck you're gonna yes. say, and I'm just like, so now what do I do? What, like, what am I supposed to fucking do? And I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I uh, Me just trying to order my wife a pair of sneakers, which is all I was trying to do. By the end of that process, failing at that process, I'm literally screaming about how they're going to microchip all of us <laughs> and take all of our fucking cars. And when will they feel like they have enough control? Like it's, it's, it is a rabbit hole when something doesn't work on your computer. It really yeah, is. I no. mean, like I was. No, but like you just like oh, I just lost all these photos and memories. Hey, you know. What yeah. Can you do. I don't. I mean, I've lost so many more memories just from my drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you been That's doing? That's some escape button. What happened there? I don't know. <laughs> Talk to Mr. Daniels, Jack. <laughs> Dude, you got an. I don't know how you still do it, dude. You got a fucking iron stomach. I have a good time. I, I, I really do. <laughs> I laugh. You guys don't know why I'm laughing about that. For him to say that he has a good time. I mean, Joe. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. That fucking. Did I tell you this? Did I, we must have told the story last last time I was. You were on here. I don't. When we, 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 we were in Detroit. When been, we were in Detroit. I think we did tell it somewhere on Verzi's podcast. I mean. I, I all right, real quickly. He fucking has some bourbons. He goes to bed naked, doesn't have his glasses on. We're in Detroit. He goes, gets up to go to the fucking bathroom, shuts the door behind him, and he's outside of his hotel room, completely fucking naked. <laughs> so I'm like, Joe, what'd you do? He's like, yeah, I, just, I fucking covered my junk. And he goes, I figured it was three in the morning. No one's going to be there. And he, I tell you that, he gets all the way down there. And he fucking, right as he gets to the front, he's peeking around the corner, like 10 people, like a co-ed, you know, men and women come walking in. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> he's going like, no, no, I don't have my key. And then somehow he's disarming. They all start laughing. And then the guy goes to go with you and some woman slapped you on your ass. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's like, oh, he, the guy behind the counter panicked. He comes to give me a sport coat. It's like, I don't think care, people care if my shoulder's exposed. Yeah. That go, wasn't, and this. that wasn't even Joe having a good time. That was just Joe trying to take a leak. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been naked a lot of places. Crazy. Dude, I, was, I told Nia that story. She was fucking crying when I called up because I couldn't even get it out. I go, you wouldn't be rejected. You wouldn't be rejected. She was already laughing before I even got to the details. We like to have a good What's fucking engine Joe, all fucking red sunburn coming down. <laughs> fucking. 
big naked bear. What was funny about that though was like I literally like because I forgot silverware. I ate a steak by hand, and I watched like the penguin game on my phone. Like I really wasn't that. I really can't. You know how much I can't see. That's legendary. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't drive That's, with you anymore. Oh, I don't want anybody to. I hate. I hate driving. Right. I say, I can't. I stop going down. I, I got to leave my house only in one direction because the one street doesn't have any lights on it. I almost hit a parked car like three times. <laughs> I've almost hit like a guy walking his You're dog. You're Mr. Magoo. Yeah, I am a Mr. Magoo. I can't see anything. What? You have glasses though. I know, and I, and I wear them usually, but this is you know for camera. I wear them everywhere, but like on the stage. Oh, okay. Literally everywhere. Yeah, I, I, I've been. I've been saying I've need I've needed them for ten years. I'm finally gonna get them. Like I can't see distance and I can't see uh, really like up close. Like if if I like to hold this thing, like yeah, uh, yeah right there. It then you need blurry. mine. Then you need mine to go further ways on top and then closer than the so bottom. So you, you just walk around doing this all day and then no, it, it, a it takes you like an it takes you like oh, three weeks or so to get used to. Like looking three weeks. I know, and it almost wrecked so bad. I brought them back the first time I had them. I go, I I can't wear these because if you're driving, you see good, right? <laughs> you're driving, you see good. Then all of a sudden, you look down. The, it, I'm picturing you coming in, you got like a fucking tree branch sticking out of your grill. You just going, dude, I, this ain't fucking working for me. It was almost that. It was almost that. I go, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. So and then, but then until you look down at the radio, then it, then it's close. So then you're. Your vision snaps into that, and then you look back up, and you're a little bit dizzy for a second. I couldn't do it on the freeway. I'm like, oh, I, I return these. But then, like a couple years later, I went through it and just trained my eyes to do it. Now it's like perfect. So you can it wear. It takes them. three fucking weeks. I mean, I thought it, it was a it, couple of days. Uh, maybe a couple of days. It told. It said. It, I don't know. It, I do a lot. It, of it said like three <laughs> weeks, and after one week, I'm like, I, I can't handle it. But you're the one that made me get glasses because I was really. You go. Barnick, I don't want to see you squinting into a menu anymore. <laughs> oh, it's also the, and then and then and then, dude, you would you would stop like two hundred yards behind the car in front of us, thinking they were right in front of us. We'd be looking at you, like, Joe. What are you doing? And you just sit there going, "Hey, they gotta go a little closer." <laughs> oh, my wife says I ruined the brakes in the car because it's like I slam on the brakes because I'm all of a sudden I'm there. Like yeah. I think I'm not, I, I I have no depth perception. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got plenty of space. I was like, oh, they're right there. Ah, I slam on the brakes. All right, last thing. Let's talk hockey because ju I just, with the kids and, and, and trying to write a new movie and everything, I just don't. I know my Bruins are playing great. I, I, I checked in on your uh, – every time I go, you know, just to randomly check in on the center ice package, fucking Penguins are always playing. I always miss the night when the Bruins are playing. Um, well, it's been a mixed bag with Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, everyone says, oh, they're too old, and they got Carlson, and what are they doing? They're all in. Uh, you know, the, the Hall of Famers, Sid and Gino, have, Sid's been amazing. Uh, Gino's played pretty good, cooled off a little bit. And now the goaltending's been good, but the bottom six, and they've lost a lot. Their power play was 0 for 33, didn't score in a month until last night. So if their power play was going at a decent clip, they would be in the playoffs probably around the cusp. Right now they're like six points out. Plenty of plenty of runway to go. I don't know. I They don't I said beginning of the year, if they make it in the playoffs, I think they could make the playoffs. I said beginning of the year, but they and they could win a round because they got Sid and Gino, but they're not winning four rounds of seven. Right. But you know, everyone's like, oh, the turnover. I don't know. I, I got three Stanley Cups from Sid and Gino. I love those guys. I'd rather just be mediocre and watch them play three more years than all of a sudden see Gino as a San Jose Shark. How? how yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, or see like Sid somewhere else. Like, let them, let them go. Out how how old is uh, Sidney now? Sid's thirty-seven, I believe. Gino's thirty. No, he is. He's thirty-seven. 
I'm almost positive. When did, play, he, did they, they, they played. He came, he came in the league about 18 years old. He was 18. Old, but I thought he came in around 08, though. No, he came in like 06. He oh came in 05. The, the lockout, he came in, in, I think, 05, and then Gino came 06. Sidney Crosby's 37 years old. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, him, uh, Sid, Gino, and Jesus Tanger Christ. are the longest in North American sports history teammates that have Teammates, period. Let alone I'll tell you what's won. amazing is I they're was, longer than Jeter and Bernie Williams and. Uh, oh, uh, f- f- how and, long and they've been Mara- playing together? R- Rivera, yeah, the longest ever in North American history, of the Big Four. I mean, there might be like three soccer players from the indoor soccer league that passed it, but. Um, possibly. <laughs> I used to love can, indoor can, soccer. Can, oh Remember? yeah, you watched that shit. Oh, yeah, the Pittsburgh spirit. Yeah, because it's like, you know, it was like watching gym class. <laughs> Just European guys kicking the balls off the hockey boards and coming back at them. Nothing was uh, in bounds or saw... out of bounds. Yeah, we had like some sort of tea party team or the lobsters. I can't remember what the fuck they called. Revolution. The revolution? Well, that was regular. Yeah, I know it was. I, I mean, when there something. was like, there used to be four channels in, you know, so, yeah. oh, soccer's on. I, the, the biggest bunch of crap I ever saw those was the Pittsburgh, the first year of the National Indoor Lacrosse League. Remember that indoor lacrosse? Indoor lacrosse, no. Well, the commercial made it look like it was, you know, like violence. It was like, you know, the 75 uh, Flyers. Flyers. There was like maybe two hits the whole game. And we're just sitting there watching these as high school kids like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) We didn't didn't have lacrosse. Are the Flyers off the cup yet? No, that's in in two, in uh, twenty twenty five. So in, so Joe Bartnick hates the Flyers. I'm trying so to sell much. tickets here, Bill. No, actually, I got to say, Philly fans going all the way back to when me and Verzi did the All In tour. Uh-huh. Philly comedy fans and Philly people are the best. Oh yeah, I, I love them. The food, I love Philly. Everything except the team that looks like this. Oh, the Flyers, the creamsicles. Yeah, you don't like the Flyers, but I like the. Uh, I, I've always enjoyed Philly too. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they're so upset about. <laughs> it's, it's, they have a great city. They have great food. The people there are Food's funny. Amazing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, food is kind of fucking. You know, I would put that up against anything on the East Coast, and I, I just don't understand. Like, like what is the problem? Do you think? It, I think they almost feed into it. Like it's cool to be that way. That's what I think. I just think ESPN's been blown. I think this is my conspiracy. Like they act like Philly's the worst behaved like fans. Just because they don't want to see the worst behaved fans, which is, <laughs> which, you know, was out here back, oh. you know, we had like that guy get kicked in the fucking head in front of his kids and he, that guy ended up dying. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, Giants. He we wore a San Francisco Giants. Oh, I thought he was apparently died. I don't know. Years I, later he did oh. from the, from the injuries. So then it, then it switched to like a murder. I mean, the kids, guys, kids were there. He's wearing a Giants jersey and he got into a two Dodger fans and he ends up being brain dead after that and then fucking dying. So like, that I is, mean, that kind of beats. I'm not trying to get Philly to try and top that, but it's just like, no. But you know what though? But you know what? I don't. I that's why. I mean, Penguins. I go Kings. I I don't even wear the. Uh, you know, I never wear like I never even wear my sweater anymore. Just like you know, I don't want to be. I just don't want the aggravation to be on the team. But what's funny is I guess this. I'll, I'll say this on air. <laughs> Andy, my puck off co-host. I guess some guy was trying to get at me. I guess he mm-hmm. recognized me, and they were trying to get to me like. To mess with me, I wasn't paying attention, but they kept b- bothering Andy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Andy got two punches in on him, <laughs> bladed him up. Andy hit him. Yeah, 
was like, I'm like, whoa, like, four Penguin fans. It was pretty crazy, and we won. Right, right in overtime, when Rusty scored, we won. And it's like, ah, oh, everyone's going nuts. And all of a sudden, there was like a scuffle right next to me. Like, what's going on? Breaking up. And then they called the, the goal back. And then, then Rush scored like 10 seconds later. So we got to celebrate twice. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, had, we had lost a bunch of games in a row at Staples Center. So it was nice to get a win. But yeah, oh. but, but in Jed, but I was, we weren't wearing any Penguin gear. Like I wasn't. I mean, I wore, I wore like I think a Penguin hat, but not like the I, – I, it's like I'm tired of being like a, a, uh, the enemy in someone else's place. It's like, yeah. it, it's like I just want to watch the game. I, I do it. tell you like once a year for like in the summer, I'll, I'll go back to Boston or maybe a different time of the year, whatever. We'll, we always try to, maybe if the kids have a school break, we'll go back then. It always changes when we go back. But uh, to just go to a game and be not in enemy territory. I mean, I've been in enemy territory sport as far as sports goes since 1995. It's like, more than half of my life, I think, at this point. Yeah, more than half of my I was 27, I'm 55, yeah. 28 years, I'm just sick of it. I would just like to go to a fucking Celtic game and cheer the Celtics, but I live in L.A. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to fucking go down there and just deal with that. Like, like you know, 99% nothing's going to happen. I don't need that shit. My family there, hey, fuck you, and all this crap that they're going to say. Yeah, uh, it's it, 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 it's too much. That's why, like, my daughter, she's a great Penguin fan. She like she wants to go see Sid and Gino in Pittsburgh one time. I'm like, we got we got to do it next year. Yeah, because it's like she's, she's put up with everything with the Kings. Because she goes, my favorite moment ever is a father. Other at least than, you're not you're not like blood rivals. With like, it'd be like if you moved to Philly. Oh, like, yeah. I moved to New York and like that whole Red Sox <laughs> curse of the babe shit. Oh my god. Because we that were, bullshit, and then right as that ends, I fucking move out here. And then that, that's when the Celtics bought that, that 08 championship, oh, yeah. you know, went out and just went No, shopping. Lakers are on your hit list. But the, uh, no, because we were, we were younger. I went, I was we were always younger, but my daughter was little. We went and saw Penguins, played a great game. Like, I think the last time we won until this time. Uh, they played great. Gino scored, Sid scored at a fight. We won the fight right in front of us, like three rows from the ice. And they now it's like, on Saturday, the Flyers come to town. My daughter goes, can we come on Saturday and boo the Flyers? I'm like... I love you. <laughs> She's got a big scholarship. I'm so proud of. I still think I'm prouder of that moment as, as a uh, Penguin fan. But she, uh, but yeah, she wants to do that because you know she's a little kid, so she wants to be in the jumbotron. She's a dancer. Uh-huh. She's danced for years, but she's wearing like a Crosby jersey. They're never going to put her on the jumbotron, right? <laughs> any, any, any kind of like thing that for kids is like anti. Like they never helped her. <laughs> You let her keep dancing. Yeah. You don't want to crush her dream. Yeah, no. You, yeah, you know, there's Wear a lot that jersey of with that... pride. Yeah. <laughs> Your grandfather wore that jersey, you know. You... All right. Well, I have you on this this podcast with pride. This guy's one of my favorite people in this business and one of the fucking best uh, stand-up comedians out there right now is as far as, like, if you just wanted the old school fucking uh, no... no uh, what was it like the XFL where you had to go tackle the fucking each other for the football to start off yeah. rather than a coin flip? Uh, <laughs> Joe Bartnick will be um, touring all around the country, all of these great uh, working class towns huh? Columbus, New Brunswick, uh, Portland, Bridgeport, Houston, Philly, Nashville, Chicago, San Francisco. Uh, I don't say it's working class anymore. Denver, Poughkeepsie, Pottstown. Um, go see this guy. He's absolutely fucking hilarious. So proud of you, Joe. Thank you so Doing much. Doing the damn thing. Doing the damn thing. This New, is, I'm sorry. New Year's Eve, Boca oh, Raton. Because then I'm coming back. Right. Rose Bowl, the legends return. Yes. Go run into us on the golf course. See if you can hang with him. Hopefully, he'll have his clothes on. All right. That's the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Have a great weekend, you cunts.
Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, December 21st, 2015. What's going on? How are you? Hey, it's almost the end of the year. Did I take time out to say thanks? Thank you for being you and for just, you know, bringing your vibe. Um, seriously, I want to thank everybody who's been watching. F is for family. All right. Now, Netflix doesn't give out any ratings, you know, only they keep them. They keep them to themselves, you know, like a fat kid with cookies. You know, they don't, they don't tell anybody what's going on. So I have no idea. All I can judge by is the uh, the feedback you guys have been giving me on Twitter, Facebook and uh Wherever the hell else you guys are at, and uh, you guys seem to be liking it. So, thank you so much for watching the goddamn show. Please tell your friends about it. Um, very happy that people are enjoying it. We worked our asses off on it. So, with that, let's get on with the podcast. Um, as you know, it's really late today. You know, later than it usually is. Um, I just have family in town, and um, I don't know. They're like regular people, so they sleep and. Um, you know, they sleep and they sleep and they sleep. And I am, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I go to bed after, I go to bed after regular people and I wake up before them, you know, it's probably because they're like, I don't know, more just at peace with themselves so they can just keep sleeping. But my brain keeps going the whole fucking night. So, I mean, I can get about six hours and then I got to get up and start doing something or I go absolutely fucking insane. So um, I wasn't able to record this morning because everybody was still sleeping and I had to walk around and be on eggshells. So, of course, I'm on the phone with Verzi and we're yelling about sports. And uh, my wife came out and let me know, you know, you got to stop walking around screaming at the top of your lungs into your phone, uh, having sports arguments with people. You do it at all hours of the day. You have people on, on speaker and you're screaming about sports and it's really affecting the environment in the house. Now, if I was a mature adult, I'd be like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I should be considerate. I can only imagine if you were walking around screaming about all the shit you watch on Bravo TV that unbelievably fucking, I don't just devoid of any sort of intellect on that fucking cunt of a channel. I swear to God, if, if I knew somebody in, in the CIA, I bet it goes ISIS and then Bravo TV and then whoever's the fire. I don't know. I don't know. Who would be the next person they're going to go after? It's just as far as like, you know, fucking up this country. ISIS, Bravo TV, and uh, I don't know. Bravo TV, that's a broad brush. That gets rid of a lot of people. But anyways, so if I was a mature adult, I would have just been like, you know what? You're absolutely right. But instead, what did I say? I said, well, you know, you fucking sleep all day. You sleep till like, you know, all hours of the day. And I got to walk around tippy-toe. And, and she was just like, I'm not talking about that. It's like, yeah, well, I am. I'm talking about that. Why are you talking about it? Because I know you're right in the other area of the, of the debate. So I already have a New Year's resolution. No more screaming on my phone in the house about sports TV. And there you go. Once again, I'll work on myself as a human being and slowly stop being the bill that you know and love. And I'll become that thing they want you to be. And one day they wake up, they go, oh, the work's done. 
I'm bored. I think I'll go blow somebody else. And you know what? That's, you know, that's the trajectory of most marriages. You know, everything they liked about you, they start to fucking hate, then they fix it, and then they do you somebody different, and then they walk down the street just giving handies. Who wants one? Who gets your hand jobs here? Unhappily married woman coming down the street. Took my dog for a walk today all the way around the block, and it didn't shit once. It's just, you know, it usually shits like two, three times. So I got all paranoid, and I was looking around the house trying to find dog shit. I couldn't find it anywhere. Then I was thinking, like, did it shit its brains out the day before so that it just, it's got nothing left? I don't know. You know something? This might be one for a veterinarian. Maybe I should call them up rather than just talking out into fucking the empty space of podcast them. That's right, podcast them. I did that uh, Fighter and the Kid, Brian Callen's podcast. I did that earlier today. So look for that. And uh, you probably wonder about Jesus, Bill, why are you so fucking lethargic? Uh, is it because you only get six hours sleep? No, because me and a buddy of mine went to a burger place that uh, somebody suggested down in Watts, L.A., as in the Watts riots. That's the only reason why people, white people know about Watts. They got a hamburger place down there called Hawkins. And we went down there. There was three of us, white as fuck. White as fuck, a new show on Bravo. Um, and we drove down there, and uh, we were all laughing, just going, all right, three of the whitest people ever are going to go down to watch. You know, are we going to get mugged a second we get out of the car? Are they going to think we're cops? You know, all the scared white guy things. And then we showed up, and we're staring at the fucking menu. And this guy just goes, hey, is this your first time here? And we go, yeah. And then they go, first timers. And everybody in the kitchen yelled, hey, welcome to Hawkins. <laughs> it became like an after school special. It was hilarious. And then as a white person, you're like, oh, it really isn't that bad. I get it now. Most of my thoughts are just fear-based, right? And then there's always that one dude's just got to fuck it up for everybody, right? This guy showed up, fucking weird, weird vibe. Had a uh, U.S. Air Force bag. He just sort of left it in the middle of the area where we're eating and then walked away from it, sat in the corner, was sort of staring at us. And he was eating peanuts. He wasn't eating a burger. And then he walked outside and walked around to the open window area where we were at, and then he offered us peanuts. And we were like, no, thank you. We, would, we don't want any of your peanuts. And then we sort of finished up, and we went to leave, and he was staring at us, and he wrote down our license plate number. <laughs> ah, it's awful. It's awful what going to war does to you, but I think he was super fucking paranoid already. I'm, I'm, I'm piecing it together. I, I certainly wasn't going to have a conversation with the guy. I was judging by the, the, the U.S. Air Force bag and then, uh, you know, the paranoid behavior. And his, he had something on his, his fucking wrist, like he got fucked up his wrist or something like that. I have no fucking idea. But all I can tell you is I'm going to go back there again because it was the best goddamn burger. I think it might be the best burger I've ever had. But Jesus fucking Christ, it's the size of a football. Um. And, you know, if you're a goal-oriented person, you know, you're going to get about three bites in going, holy fuck, this is delicious. You're going to get halfway through, and you're going to be like, do, do I win a T-shirt if I finish this thing? And then finally, you're just like, you know, I, I, I got to finish this thing. Uh, fries are delicious. I got the, uh, the fat burger with egg, and it was outstanding. Um, it's called Hawkins. It's right off of South Central, I believe. And uh, it was fucking delicious. 
And I was like, thank God, because I was bringing, you know, it was a recommendation from a couple of people I met when I, I did yet another failed pilot. And, uh, you know, I love meeting people that are actually from Los Angeles because they love Los Angeles and then they know all the cool places to go. So um, most people who are transplants like me stay basically in the Hollywood Valley area. So I asked these guys, I'm like, give me something. What do you got? What do you guys say? All right, you want to you fucking, you know, you want to try something? Go, go down to Watts. We went down there. It was absolutely fucking delicious. But I'll tell you this right now, I am paying for it. Uh, there's no way you won't. If you're smart, you go down there and you'll split one. Um, but if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not smart. And you're going to order one yourself. And you're going you're gonna to do what I just did. And... Uh, but it's a wonderful experience until you get right to the end and your body keeps saying, stop it, stop it. What are you doing? Stop it. And you just can't. You just keep fucking shoveling it in your face and then you just lean in on something. You lean in on something. You're like, why did I just do that? Oh, my God. I got to be on the fucking elliptical for nine years. And then all of a sudden a fucking Air Force veteran's offering you peanuts and you want to stay and say no. You want to stand up straight and look like you're somebody that can't be fucked with, you know, and you just can't do it. You just lean in there. And then maybe it comes off as confidence. And maybe that's why he leaves you alone. I have no fucking idea. But, um, oh, my God. My mouth is dry. There's so much fucking salt in me right now. You know? Jesus Christ. But you know what? It was worth it. I was actually psyched I went down there. I watched this great documentary, which, of course, I can't remember the name of it. But Forrest Whitaker did the uh, the uh, the narration on it. And it was all about... Um, the history of Los Angeles and the gangs and all of that stuff and police violence and everything. And um, it actually broke down all those different areas that you always hear about it. You know, how I many people saw straight out of Compton and actually know where, where Compton is. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. It's one of the great groups of all fucking time. You should know where it is. And for LA is just so fucking weird like that. They pave over their history. They don't fucking tell you where anything is. It's all about the highways. Take the 405 to the 10. You guys ever watched that SNL sketch? The Californians, right? And they'd be like, Devin, what are you doing here? Like, that sketch was so fucking accurate as far as, like, everybody's obsessed with, like, uh, where did you come from and where do you live? And it's always, oh, I took the 105 to the 110 to the 60, you know, got off at fucking Mulholland. <laughs> <laughs> it's all obsessioning about how to get uh how you got somewhere because of this fucking hellacious traffic so anyways i am uh i'm full of salt right now i'm not going to eat again until breakfast tomorrow uh fuck oh but it was worth it it was fucking worth it i had like one bite of that and i'm like i'm bringing nia here tomorrow and then i got halfway through the burger and i was like i am bringing nia here in about a month and then I finished it, and I was just like, in six months when I'm not full, when I'm not full again. I'm so fucking full right now, I can't even finish my sentences. Oh, it was glorious. It's really a feeling that so few people in the world know. Most people are starving, you know? So I'm trying to feel privileged right now, even though I, it's a big part of me wants to kill myself. <laughs> oh, it hurts to laugh. Jesus Christ. No, it was Thanksgiving between two buns. It was fucking... My buddy, one of my buddies had a pastrami sandwich. He said, I'm three bites in. I still haven't made it to the bun. He was smart enough to stop. Me and my other friend, just we just kept going. 
and he had to fucking drive. Oh, I wanted to recline. I wanted to recline the seat so fucking bad, but I was afraid that if I reclined, it was all going to come up. All right, Bill, enough. You talked about dog shitting and overeating. Is this supposed to be exciting? Well, it's that time of year. It's that time of year when you can say, come on and eat a manhole-sized fucking burger. It was incredible. Um, so anyways, what's, why, don't we, uh, why don't we talk about some shit other than dog shitting and uh, me eating an oversized burger? Um, oh, my stupid password. I can never reopen the thing. Mm-hmm. Still fucked it up. Uh, how about the uh, how about those New England Patriots, huh? Sort of limping along. Um, I don't think we're going to do any damage this year. I, I really, I just don't think it's our fucking year, man. We just have too many injuries. And uh, I watched the Giants Panthers as I, I mentioned uh, when I was promoting the F is for Family last week. I got to do Rich Eisen's show. I called in and I was talking about how I thought the Giants-Panthers game was going to be the game of the week as far as either the Giants turn the fucking corner like they always seem to in December and make one of those great playoff runs despite their record, um, or the Panthers are going to basically go undefeated and win the Super Bowl. That's what the fuck I was saying. Of course, who, what, what do I know? I'm just a comedian. But I watched the game. It was a great game. And, of course, everybody was freaking out about Odell Beckham and I was a guy, Norman. Um, I can't believe Beckham didn't get fucking ejected. You know what I mean? I swear to God, that was fucking unbelievable. But however, though, a lot of me, I really enjoyed it. I love them getting in each other's face. I, I didn't like him launching him helmet to helmet, that type of hit. But uh, I was talking to a, uh, another friend of mine. I said, it reminded me of Mel Blunt and Golden Richards back in the day, except Golden Richards fought back. Um. But it's interesting because Beckham kind of acted like a big fucking baby because he wasn't getting any catches just because he got roughed up a little bit. And uh, I kind of agree with, uh, what, I hope I'm saying his name right, Beckham. Was it not a Beckham? I mean, uh, Norman, right? Ah, fuck, Bill. Why don't you look up shit before you fucking start talking about it? Then you got to type with one index finger, and that's not fun for anybody, Right? Um, yeah, Josh Norman. He said he kind of cracked the coat on him. You get under his skin a little bit. So I think, I think more people are going to try to fuck with Beckham because God knows if you just try to cover him, you can't, you can't do it. But once again, the football gods love the Giants. They love him. How the fuck do you get away? This guy ran like fucking 30 yards and just jumped in the air head first into another guy's fucking helmet. I guess because it was away from the play, they didn't see it. Um, three personal fouls. I don't know. You know what it really comes down to? It's, you know, much as all you cunts always go, oh, the fucking Brady rule. There really is the superstar rule. If you're a fucking superstar, we can throw that guy out of that game. You know, you couldn't do it. He's one of the superstars. They, they, they need to make their money first. And then about 50 other things, and then they try to protect the players. Because even now, the, the fact that they're trying to protect players, why are they protecting They're protecting their wallets. Now that everybody there, wallets! What's that from? No, you are looking at a man that doesn't judge another man by the size of his wallet! Come on. What movie? Fucking Wall Street, dude! Charlie Sheen doing that scene with his fucking father! With Martin Sheen, right? Old Bud Fox. Um, 
anyways, but I was texting back and forth between Verzi and Giannis Papas, and, uh, you know, they kept doing this. You know, this is, you know, when the Giants are coming back, this is New York. This is what New York does. And I was just writing, Eli is from Louisiana. You know, that state, that part of the country that all New Yorkers look down upon. You know, he's he just a country boy from Louisiana. That's who the fuck he is. All right. He's yet another non-New Yorker who came to New York and took over. Because when you look at the competition, come on, man, you know, I'm just talking about white people here. Okay. I'm not talking about other fucking ethnicities because I, I don't know what you guys are bringing to the table. I don't pretend to know. Every once in a while, I listen to your music. I tap my toes and that's about the extent of it. Or maybe I come down and eat your food. That's about it. But other than that, I'm pretty fucking white. So all I know is the white people in New York. And generally speaking, you know, it, it's not it's not real deep. Most of those cunts down Wall Street are not from New York. They're jerk-off finance, finance majors from all around the country. Go down there and start gnawing on the bone. And what does New York do about it? They don't do a fucking thing. They went from gangs in New York where people just walking around with hatchets and shit to, to now it's just it's a fucking cakewalk. It's like when uh, Pacino said, this is like one big pussy waiting to get fucked. That's what New York is. And then if you go there and you succeed, then they say you're a New Yorker. You know what I mean? Padded. New York is such PEDs, it's fucking ridiculous. Nowadays, at least with white people, I'm telling you, you know what I mean? A lot of great rappers, obviously. And basketball stars and that type of shit have come from New York. But other than that, white people, generally speaking... The average white New Yorker, I'm telling you, it's just he's not bringing it. He's standing outside of a Tad Steaks, you know, in his sweatpants. Got his little fucking Sony Walkman on, listening to Alicia Keys. New York, concrete subject, you, woo, woo. You know, thinking you're a part of it. You're not a part of it. You just, you're just one of the ants running around. Frank Sinatra's from Hoboken, New Jersey. He's bridge and fucking tunnel, and he came in and took over your fucking city. All right, Eli Manning breathes through his fucking mouth and he, he looks he looks like a five-year-old in a football uniform. He, he just does. He's got no style. No, the man wears Dockers, for Christ's sake, and he comes in there and look at him. He's lining up under center. Um, anyways, why am I shitting all over him? I actually fucking love the Giants. Um, I do have to tell you, though, uh, JPP, that fucking, you know, that wrap that he now has on his hand that looks like he's holding a fucking frying pan. I swear to God, if uh, somebody on the Patriots deflected one pass with that fucking thing, it would be illegal and we would lose draft picks. And I'm, I'm doing that every week from now on. That's going to be my new fucking thing. I'll tell you right now, if we did it, we'd be fucked. Did you see when he, he knocked down that pass with the fucking bulk of that, that bandage on his wrist? I'm telling you, that's his new move. Rather than sacking the, wasting his energy sacking the quarterback, you just hold up that giant fucking stop sign. It's an incredible, you know, obviously it's fucking tragic, and I, I, I'm trying to make light of it because I, I, I honestly feel, you know, it's just a fucking horrible that that accident had to happen. But, you know, then all of a sudden the team you want to win throws a ball and he fucking puts his hand up. You know, all the sympathy goes out the window. You're like, dude, what the fuck is that thing? That's legal? He's like holding up one of those giant light bulbs, you know, they're using science experiments. Um, anyways, I mean, it's almost as big as my head. I'll tell you, if you could somehow wrap my head around your fucking hand, you know, and stuck it up, you, you, would, you would lead the league 
in uh, pass defenses. Is that what they call them? I don't know what they call them. All I know is I really enjoyed that war between uh, Norman and uh, Odell Beckham, and I love that Norman called him a bitch at the end of the game, and I don't think he should be fined. Obviously, Odell should. You know, you can't jump off your fucking feet like that, doing a sailor's dive into the side of somebody's fucking uh, ear hole. What are you thinking? You know what I mean? But I swear to God, it reminded me of Mel Blount and Golden Richards. Golden Richards had blonde hair, just like Odell Beckham. You know? No? You don't know that? Well, well, you know something? I do. Something I like to think about. Um, oh, fuck. I'm so goddamn full. This is so stupid, Bill. Why, why, why did I do this? By the way, I always, always forget to do this. The, uh, the podcast email, ladies and gentlemen, the podcast email, is bill at the mmpodcast.com. Bill at the mmpodcast.com. Um, oh, my God. I'm sorry, guys. I got to keep fucking drinking water. I'm so full of fucking salt right now. I was just talking to a buddy of mine. He thought he had a tapeworm. I swear to God. This should be, you know what? You know what? You know what would sell like fucking hotcakes right around this time of year? Tapeworms that were almost at the end of their lives. And if you could just somehow force it down, you know, and just during the holiday season, you eat like a fucking animal and it eats 90% of the nutrition and then it just fucking kills over and dies like Marlon Brando when he's out in the garden with his son, you know, or his grandson. Wouldn't that be great? Then you could just eat and drink like a fucking maniac and this tapeworm just takes it all and then it dies. And then, you know, for the next couple of weeks, when you have to go to the potty, you just don't turn around and look. (laughs) This is the most disgusting fucking podcast I've ever done. I'm sorry. I started off with dog shit. And I mean, where do I go? You can't make a comeback. You might as well burrow a little further into it. Right? Um, Is it anything worse than when you go out to take your dog on a fucking hour and a half hike and you realize you only have one shit bag left? You know? Then you got to make that decision. I'm either going to leave some, I'm going to leave some behind, like Willem Dafoe and Platoon, or I'm going to have to get try to get creative. And there's shit in the bag, and then you got to drop the shit out onto the new shit, and then you just fucking yeah, that's just it's a it's a fucking nightmare. Oh god, how gross can this become? I just is there any women still listening? This is disgusting. Are you like this guy? You think this guy's funny? Shut up, Margaret. Shut up, all right? Any any woman right now yelling at your husband or boyfriend right now, you need to stand the fuck down, okay? You know what you're going to make them do this fucking holiday season. Let the man listen to a fucking podcast, for Christ's sake. Look at him. He's going to die eight years before you. Can can you have a heart and be nice to him? On average, he's going to die eight years before you. That's the deal. Unless you're like Dick Van Dyke, 90 years old, and he's still dancing. Still got the light in his eye, man. That fucking guy was sharp as hell. I think that's the key to it. He's dancing. Is it? I don't know. Maybe figuratively. Dancing in your heart. Walking down the street, just still hearing the birds chirp. Sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. I'm going to take a... You know what? I might walk down to the comedy store tonight. And then I'm going to get all the way down there. Bill, you want to go on stage? I can't. I can't. I'm just going to turn around and walk back. You know what? That's a great idea. What do I care? I don't have any fucking new ideas right now, do I? I don't think I did. I think I had that. 
Maybe I got a couple, two or three. I have no idea. Hey, how about I read a little bit of advertising for you guys, huh? You think I read bad when I'm fucking regular day? Forget about when I got a whole giant burger in me. Oh, my God, it was good. Holy fucking shit, was it delicious. I can't wait to go back. You know? Is it all right to just be bulimic every once in a while? That would have been a great time to do it. Oh, my God, that was delicious. Right? Fucking puke for a minute straight. Oh, man, I got to pay my fucking taxes, you sons of bitches. Um, you know, it'd be one thing if they actually fixed the pothole on, the, on my fucking road. You know, it'd be one thing if they did that. I'm going to sound like an old man right now. Um, anyways, I did a, uh, as I mentioned, oh, fuck. This really is not a good feeling, man. It was delicious, people, but, you know, I, I just, I recommend not doing a podcast right after you fucking eat one of these goddamn things. Um, oh my God. So anyways, like I mentioned, I did, uh, I did fighter and the kid podcast today. And when Brian Callum wasn't talking about his amazing athletic physique, I was talk trying to talk to a uh, professional f- fighter, uh, Brendan Schaub. I hope I said his last name correctly. Um, and I was just fascinated with the ability to slip a punch and how they just stare at the center of your chest and look for some movement in your shoulders and they're able to somehow slip the fucking punch. It was amazing to me. We talked about cauliflowered ears and at what point you're not, you can't drain them anymore because I guess initially it's blood and then it turns all fucking hard. Um, I don't know. That's probably more interesting than anything that I fucking talked about. But anybody fights for a living, man. I wanted to talk more about that. I hope I get to do the podcast again because... If there's just a way to get Brian Callen to stop talking about himself, there's somehow a way to do that. Um, I had a lot of interesting questions, but you know, Brian somehow gets himself in between you and the interesting thing that could actually happen. And he just, you know, has to talk about his uh, geometric shape, which I believe he described as an upside down triangle being screwed into uh, something else. I don't know, manly an old TV tube. I forget how he described his lower portion of his body, but you know, it's just one description after another about his amazing physique. I'm fucking with you. Obviously I love Brian Callen. Um, so listen to that this week. And, uh, with that, why don't I get into the fucking questions before I literally fall asleep? All right. Uh, Terry Reed, everybody. I don't know who that is. I know who Tara Reed is. Terry Reed. Hey there, Billy Bilbo Baggins. Just wondering if you ever heard of Terry Reed. Uh, he was offered by Jimmy Page to be the front man to his new Yardbirds. Yardbirds band and said that he had a couple of guys that would be better for the job. Robert Plant and John Bonham. I love this story and I love Terry's music. If you hadn't heard his stuff, check out Seed of Memory. Uh, to be treated right and Dean are my favorites. I guess there's a documentary, Super Lungs, is coming out soon. Anyways, I've never heard you mention him before and thought it'd be right up your alley. Oh, well, that's amazing. You know, there's a bunch of those kinds of fucking stories. Like, somebody sent me one recently. I think I might have talked about it, about a guy who filled in for Ringo Starr for like two weeks at the height of Beatlemania. Ringo had like tonsillitis or something. And, of course, it was the early 60s, so it was damn near fatal. You know what I mean? He had, to, he had to, like, fucking go to some witch doctor or some shit to get cured. So they had this other guy sit in, and he went from complete nobody 
to being totally famous and every chick in the world that couldn't fuck Lennon, McCartney, or fucking Harrison was jumping on his dick. And then the whole fucking thing ended two weeks later and no one knew who he was. And he was just like, what the fuck was that? Um, and I guess, you know, he didn't want to make a documentary out of it. But uh, recently I was, I was going through Twitter and they showed a picture of him, this great picture. It's great for me looking at it to, to get a sense of what it was like after he was in the Beatles. Probably crushing for him. He was sitting in a, um, at an airport waiting for a, uh, a flight. And he was like the only guy there just sitting there by himself with his Beatles haircut. They made him get a Beatles haircut and wear like a fucking Ringo style suit. And, uh, and then he was just like, well, what, the, what the fuck happened? Within two years, he was broke and out of the music business. Um, they just kind of lifted him up and gave him the old right there, Fred, right back down. Um, kind of incredible. So I always find that amazing when there was like people that were, uh, you know, in bands. In fact, I remember a long time ago, I was trying to develop this script, but of course I've just, I have too much ADD to try to get these fucking ideas off the ground. But I had an idea for, a, uh, for a movie and then they ended up kind of doing the movie already with, uh, with one of those guys from the office. But my idea was, you know, I used to watch those, um, those behind the musics and there was always somebody, Oh fuck. Here comes the itis. Um, Oh, that burger's taking me down. Um, there, there's, um, there's always that person early on. You know, they're like in ACDC and they decide to quit and go to school or they get married. And then the band goes on to make it. And I always thought, like, whatever happened to that fucking guy? Got to spend the rest of his life. I don't give a shit what he does. He could be a fucking brain surgeon. People are still like, dude, you quit ACDC? Oh, my God. What a fucking loser. For the rest of your life. So I had this idea for movies. It was basically, it was about a guy that quit a band and went on to make it. And it was all about his, I think I wrote it for Adam Sandler because it was the late nineties when I was writing this thing. And it just, it was a fucking mess. I was never able to land it. And basically what happened was he ends up meeting the devil in a bar and he sells his soul to go back in time to not quit the band so he stays in the band. He ends up not meeting the love of his life. And then he ends up discovering that the reason why the band made it was because he quit and the right person got into the band. So he lost his the love of his life and the band didn't make it. He fucked them all up and uh, and he was going to go to hell. And uh, interestingly enough, that's where my script went to hell. Because <laughs> the way I got out of it was then he didn't give a shit. He was going to hell. He fucking went out of his way to find the fucking guy who should have been in the band. So then the band makes it. And uh, because he did that selfless thing, there was a loophole in selling your soul. Real Disney fucking ending. And he gets he doesn't have to sell his soul. He gets back with his wife. And then they go to the concert in the end. Oh, this is how I should have done it. And he's like, you know what, man? I wouldn't trade being with you, sweetie, for all the fucking free pussy in the world. The end. Right? And they kind of made a movie like that. Um, or enough of it. Uh, yeah, either way, I don't give a fuck, right? So anyways, getting back to this Terry Reed guy. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, that sounds very interesting. I'm actually, you know, I'm going to fucking put this guy in right now to look him up. Terry Reed, man, that sounds like a country guy. Was that Jerry Reed? He's found a dad loaded up and fucking. Um, 
wife's, you know, he said that one night when he was just sick of singing that song in front of those fucking church going racing, racist fucking country music fans. Oh God, they love talking about family. I'll tell you right now, if I wasn't white, I would not hang around with any white people that talked about the family values. The second white people start talking about that shit, you just know it's, you know, what's underneath that good family values, you know, founding fathers. All right, let's 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 not get too political here, Bill. All right, wife's brother found picture I posted online. My wife's brother found a picture I posted online. Okay, obviously it's not going to be too good. First off, go fuck yourself. All right, thank you. Very nice to see you too. Um, oh wait, I forgot to read what this person wrote at the end. Just uh, binge drinking, watching F is for family right now. So far, I love it. It mirrors the anger I have inside, but can't let out in a modern day society. Thanks for all the free content, and as always, go fuck yourself. All right, it's another guy watching F is for family. Woo! Um, all right, this next guy. My wife's brother found a picture I posted online. All right, first off, go fuck yourself. Hey, stop being mean. <laughs> oh, by the way, did anybody see Will Farrell on Jimmy Fallon, the Tonight Show this week, doing that? Uh, I got to give you a link to this, even though it already has 12 million fucking views. Um, Will Farrell is the new Santa Claus, and he's like a, like a Santa bro. Um, I, I can't do it justice. I can't do. He's kind of got a high pitch. Hey, Jimmy. He's got this fucking blonde wig on with the soul patch. I've watched that. It's like a fucking 10 minute video. I've already watched it like four times. I hate to say this. I was actually watching it while driving the other day, just laughing. You know, it's fucking traffic out here, you know, but uh, you got to see it. It's the fact that it's just a one off character and then he came out and crushed that hard with it. The guy's an absolute genius. And by the way, he has a movie coming out called Daddy's Home starring Mark Wahlberg, Boston's own Mark Wahlberg. And uh, yours truly has a quick scene in there. I got a quick scene. Don't blink or you'll miss me. But that comes out on Christmas Day. So if you already saw Star Wars, which is hilarious, I heard it's fucking awesome. And now I want to go see it after me trashing it. Um. Verzi was fucking defending it, was trying to say Star Wars is not a nerd movie, which is like me saying the New York Yankees aren't a baseball team. Like, it's it's not only a nerd movie, it's like a nerd's nerd movie. You know what I mean? That's like saying Goodfellas is not a gangster movie. It's it's more about interpersonal relationships. Um, yeah, it's a total fucking nerd movie. But it's it's fine. It's okay to be in the, He's defending it going like, talking about what a great jump shot he has and how he can throw a football like an animal. <laughs> I love Verzi. He's always talking trash. The man is always talking trash. Um, so, of course, I got to be a cunt. I wrote him back on Facebook. I'm going, Paul, not for nothing, but when there's, there's full-grown adults dressing like the characters in the movies, that you got to expect you're going to get a little bit of shit, right? Because he's trying to do that. be so negative? Can't people just have a good time, man? Um, I think it's the fact that the first four, like three out of four were either mediocre or absolutely horrific and people would rather line up and watch that shit. And there's all truly amazing movies, truly amazing cinema out there. All right. Uh, wife's brother found pick that I posted online. First off, go fuck you. All right. I'll cut to the chase. Be nice if I did. I've started this letter like three times. I'm 22 and married, married, jeez, with two children. One is biological. That, always, that word always reminds me of Shaq's rap. 
because his biological didn't bother. Remember that? He was bobbing his head. Of course, they got him a convertible because he's like nine feet tall. Uh, I got a little, I got a little too shit faced the other night and I shared skimpy pictures of my wife's awesome ass on, I can't tell where you got a little shit faced. You got a little too shit faced. Long story short, my wife's brother was also on there and came across these pictures. My wife was passed out drunk and I drew a monster eating a hot dog coming out of her ass before taking the pictures. Dude, this isn't real. I don't want this to be real. So then you posted it on a porn site and it turned out your brother-in-law was on there? Or your your girlfriend's brother was on there? What the what the fuck is going on? Oh, brother-in-law. This is that that's actually a happy ending that the circle of you 3 ended right there and you guys just swirl around in an eddy of that fucking nonsense thank god that didn't go out into humanity like like a virus he goes my wife was passed out let me read this again my wife was passed out drunk and i drew a monster eating a hot dog coming out of her ass before taking the pictures uh her brother is coming to town for the holidays and i'm curious what you would do in this situation why the fuck did he know it was his sister's ass he was scrolling through uh, lookatthatass.com and then all of a sudden he was just like, Karen? Or do you have your own name on this porno site? Or would you do it on Facebook? This is really weird. You know what? This, is, this might be one of the few Law & Order episodes that were never made. Don't, 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 don't. Then he shows up. You're like, hey, that was just a joke. And then he fucking, did he, did he kill you? Did the wife kill you? Who knows? Um, all right. Her brother's coming to t- into town for the holidays. I'm curious what you would do in this situation. Uh, you mean, I don't know, but aside from kill myself? Uh, I don't know. Her brother already doesn't care for me, and I'm expecting an ass beating. If he starts hitting me, can I hit him back or just become a punching bag for the evening? Uh... How old are you? You got kids. He's 22. Wait, you're, you're... Sir, you've made a series of bad decisions in life, and it's ended with this. And I think it's it's great that the year is ending that you're in this situation, and I would try to do something to get out of it. Uh, the first thing I'd do, I'd stop drawing pictures on my wife's ass and putting them on the Internet. Secondly, I would take some self-defense classes and uh put my wife's brother in his place but he's gonna be right on this one the only way he knows it's your wife's ass is if somehow your name is connected to that account so i'm guessing you went on facebook for friends and family and your fucking wife's ass with the hot dog coming out of it that's really weird it probably looked like fucking shit didn't it you were drawing a, a fucking turd coming out of her ass um yeah if a brother if anybody starts hitting you, you can always hit back i just try to tie him up just get him in a bear hug and just get your mouth in his ear going, I'm sorry, dude, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Joey, I'm sorry. Just keep doing that. Maybe that'll work. I have no idea. That's a hell of a predicament. Anyways, he goes, thank you for Efforts for Family. It's the only show that is funnier than South Park. Hey, easy, easy. No, it isn't. South Park's the king. I love the podcast and, of course, the advice. Go fuck yourself as much as I f- I've fucked myself. Well, good luck with that one. 
Um, Final. Uh, Dear William Claus, I'm buying a couple of friends slash relatives some vinyl this year for Christmas. Need some help. I want to get a couple of classic rock and jazz albums. Do you or Nia or the dude who does your podcast or even your mailman have any suggestions? Well, I think Bill Burr live at Andrew's house is a hell of a, that's a hell of a record to own. Personally speaking, I I think it's phenomenal. If I do say so myself, um, what, 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 what kind of, uh, what kind of, what kind of jazz you want to listen to? I mean, you can go with the classics if you just didn't come out, you know, you have the ones that everybody gets who try, like even the people who try to pretend like they're into jazz, like me, you no, know? you know, like, uh, God, what are those Miles Davis one? Bertha cool. The one with my funny Valentine on it might be that one. Wah, wah. Right? John Coltrane, a love supreme. That's that's fucking. You know, it sounds like a baby playing a fucking saxophone to me. If if it actually knew what it was doing, but didn't understand how to make sentences yet. Um. I always like Miles Davis in a silent way. Uh, classic rock albums. Come on, man. I don't know. Zeppelin 2. Uh, ACDC, Back in Black. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I got a giant burger sitting in me, and it's slowly... You know what, it's, you know what I feel like? I feel like I, this must be what it's like after you get bit by a poisonous snake. After the pain is gone and the horror is gone, the serpent has left the area, and you've just given into the fact like, hey, man, I'm just going to ride this out. I'm going to start hallucinating and I might wake up dead in some other place or I might just die right here, right now. Um, I saw something so, I can't even talk about it. Like I saw something so fucked up the other day. I was watching one of those animal clips. I hate animals that don't have the decency to kill another animal before they start eating it. You know, reptiles are big on that. I saw a reptile one time, you know, those giant bulls that fucking routinely kill lions this Komodo dragon fucking bit it in its leg, and it's got such bacteria in its te- in its mouth that it knows it's going to get into the bull's fucking blood system and it's just going to collapse. But it takes like three days, so this lizard just keeps following this thing around, waiting for it to collapse, not die, collapse, and then it comes up and just starts eating its guts as the fucking cows. Yeah, it's just it's horrific. I don't know why I'm bringing that up. You know what? I brought that up. Let's see if I can make you laugh after that fucking image, huh? All right, TV show, TV show recommendations. Um, number one, hey, Billy Bob Redfuck. Hey, Billy Bob Redfuck, how's it going? That's actually a good one. I fucked it up. I have a show you need to watch. It's called Ray Donovan, starring uh, Leave Shriver. It's about a Boston family that moves to L.A. and leave. Why are you acting like this isn't a massive fucking, uh, a massive hit? Plays a fixer for celebrities and high-profile people in the city. It's fucking amazing. I know you'd like it. It's got boozing, banging, tits, and death. The four components of a sick show. Take a watch. You won't be disappointed. Thanks for all the podcasts. Always gets me through the day. Go fuck yourself. Um, actually, I'm going to start watching that show because um, a good friend of mine, Mike Binder, um, who directed Black or White, who's become one of my really good friends, 
and uh he's actually signed on to start writing on that show and uh i was talking to him the other day he says he wakes up early excited to go to work he's loving working on the show and he was telling me how sick some of the shows are that they're making right now so i'm definitely i'm gonna try to get caught up on that one so thank you for the recommendation do you have any more oh look at that recommendation number two 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 all right uh dear billy sleuth the 2009 bbc sherlock holmes tv show starring benedict cumberbatch is awesome the acting is great great and it's shot well there are only four seasons four episodes per season very well done it's on netflix and there are a couple of seasons you know i'm gonna give that a shot sherlock holmes was always really dry because he's so fucking cerebral i like those cops that you know they smack people around you know what i mean and then drink and shit they solve shit the way you know the way people who aren't smart do you know they get themselves liquored up and they use uh violence i like watching that shit so i'll, I'll sit with that you know i always feel like sherlock holmes is like europe's doctor who but if there's only four episodes per season i, you know, I think i can do that all right number three. Oh, this burger this burger's taking me down i don't know if i'm gonna make it guys this might be my last monday morning podcast i want to thank all you guys for listening over the last decade hey bill my speech is slowly gonna become slurred my vision is beginning to double i won't be able to go on with the others this is how it ends all right hey bill not sure if you've seen the nick yet but it's a great show clive owen is great He's a heroin slash coke addict doctor who does experimental surgeries in 1901. Uh, Jesus Christ, I'm on board. Every time my wife and I watch it, we always say, Jesus Christ. Oh, 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 Jesus Christ, the way you do because of the crazy shit that goes down. Give it a watch and allow yourself to say the same thing. Thanks for the laughs. All right, I'll try that. Number four. Dear Bill, have you heard of this new show, F is for Family? Why, no, I have not, wink, wink. Let me read. Let me read the description. It's voiced by the redhead, the redhead from I Love the 80s Strikes Back. Bruce Dern's daughter does a voice, too. It's an accurate portrayal of life in the 70s filled with all types of humor. The language is a bit salty, so make sure not to watch it on Sundays. I heard they signed for four and a half more seasons, so don't expect to see the redhead on VH1 anytime soon. Love you, man. Thanks for the laughs. Ah, oh, wasn't that sweet? That was a nice little gift there, wasn't it? All right, winding down here. Oh, you know, I told myself the other day I was going to wrap the Christmas gifts and just fucking just put this whole Christmas thing to bed, you know, because the next few nights I'm going to a bunch of Christmas parties. And uh, you know what I mean? Oh, God, why did I do that burger today? And then I got all these Christmas parties, you know. All right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking, the second I'm done with this shit I'm st- and I upload this podcast, I'm shoving my giant head under some water. And I'm waking the fuck up and I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym every day. It's just become part of me life. And if you don't want to be fake, well, you go to the gym every day, you cunt. Um, all right, dilemma. Here is a dilemma for you. Dear Bill. Dear Billiam. Uh, my girlfriend said no gifts for Christmas. She looked me dead in the eye and said, please, no gifts this year. Wow, that's great. To give you the backstory, we got engaged a month ago and are also going to London in February. She's not the type of girl 
to bullshit about this or test me like some psycho. She really meant it. Oh, oh, this, this, is, this is a tough one. I was thinking about making her a card or something lame slash awesome like that. What can I do that doesn't count as a gift but still says I needed to give you something? Um, all your listeners are probably going to suggest giving her the dick. <laughs> there you go. I think that's a great idea. This is what you do. You go out and you buy a little thread that you can tie into a bow. You wrap it, you tie it around your fucking dick. And then you put on some Christmas music. Oh, here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus right down Santa Claus Lane. And you just, you just run in like high kicking with your junk just flapping in the wind with, with the bow around it. All right? If you do that, I bet you'll never have to buy her anything else for Christmas again because she'll probably leave you. And there you go. All your problems will be solved. I don't know. Do you think she really means it? You know? Don't buy me anything for Christmas. Oh, God. Do they ever say what they mean? It's always a game. It's always a test. They're, they're higher thinkers. They're a higher level being. They speak in metaphors. Wrapped up in an enigma with a riddle and something else from fucking JFK strikes back with the empire. Whatever it is. Um... What, what could you get her? Why don't you just make her breakfast wearing a Santa hat? Something simple like that. You know why? You know why I don't buy this? Because it's never enough. Even if you go out and you get him some shit, it's not going to be enough. There's, there's always something. Something needs to be worked on. Something needs to happen. What are we doing here? Um, oh, fuck. That was me sitting up. I just made that noise. You know, somebody sent me a fucking video of this drummer I never heard of. And I'm going to fucking send you. His name's Charles something or other. He's a jazz drummer. And he is an absolute fucking monster. And he's really fun to watch for any drummers who listen to this. I don't think drummers listen to this. For anybody who happens to be a drummer, but you're fucking listening to this. Uh, let me see if I can get the fucking name here. What is the name of this motherfucker? What is the name of this motherfucker? The guy's name is Charlie Antolini. Charlie Antolini. Um, I actually got this. Uh, I got it this morning. Somebody sent it to me. Might or might not have been. I don't want to drop a name here, but he may or may not be the drummer from Truth and Salvage Company. He sent it to me. He was like, check this fucking guy out. And he's a monster. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have this clip up on the podcast to get your little drummer shit going on. But uh, I'm going to dunk my fucking giant head underneath the fucking the water right now. That this is, this is it, guys. I can't. I'm trying to get to an hour. I got another fucking three minutes. I mean, technically, I work for myself, so I, I can take off early, right? It's the fucking holidays. I've been sticking with that Mike Johnston um, bass drum workout, workout. And by sticking with it, I mean I've done it two days in a row. He recommends at least five days a week for three months. For 15 minutes, you do his bass drum fucking workout. And then you, too, will have a faster bass drum foot than anyone in your neighborhood. I don't know. Unless they're doing the workout, too. So I really want to stick with it. Um. And I feel like if I don't go today, I'm going to fuck the whole thing up. Uh, I got to do it. I have to do it. And that's what I'm going to go to. As always, if you would like 
to support this podcast and really not do anything while you're doing your Christmas shopping this year. If you go to Amazon.com, uh, a way to donate to this podcast that doesn't cost you a damn cent is to uh, I'm fading. I'm fading. Is to um, go to my website, BillBird.com. And you click on the merch page, not the merch page, the podcast page. We have an Amazon link. You click on that fucking thing. It takes you to Amazon. I get credit for driving traffic to Amazon.com. You go out, you buy something. They kick me a little thank you, thank you. And uh, then it's all good. It's all good. And then, uh, you know, I always, you know, every once in a while, I take some of that money. I throw it at something like St. Jude Hospital, and the next thing you know, every fucking charity in the world goes, oh, we got a live one, we got a live one, and next thing you know, I get a bunch of fucking junk mail, and I have to save the whole fucking planet, and I'm sitting there going, well, why did I do that? I just helped out some kid with cancer, and then then they, then they fucking chopped down 50 trees selling me more shit here. So that kid's going to get cured, and he's not going to have a fucking tree to hang his swing on. You know what I mean? You just, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, I had a fucked up conversation with somebody today about, you know, I was watching one of those space, you know, those fucking scientist guys. And they were talking about how there's like 30,000 Earths out there in space, you know, in habitable places like this with water and all that shit. But, you know, they just don't have an Epcot Center. So, you know, it's not Earth, right? And everybody always thinks, well, maybe there's a bunch of human beings running around there. And I was thinking, well, maybe there's some dinosaurs up there. Maybe the asteroid never hurt, you know, never hit. And maybe human beings, you know, crawled out of the fucking... You know, out of the trees, the mud, whatever the fuck they did, and uh, they got eaten, you know, by the Tyrannosaurus rexes, right? And then, then, then they're up there fucking eating all the fucking trees and shit. You ever think stuff like that? Well, well you know something I do. Ah, fuck, 20 more seconds, 19 more seconds, 18 more seconds. All right. Have yourself a merry little Christmas, even if you're not Christian. I hope you had a happy Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. And if you're Muslim, I don't know what it is you celebrate. All right, that that's it. Ah, I made an hour. There you go. Old Billy food bag here. I, I'm done. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you on Thursday. All right, see you. It's the, uh, all right, everybody, it's the uh, Bet MGM Sportsbook, the best live lines out there, guys. And how does it work? Very easy. You download the Bet MGM Sportsbook app. You sign up and you use our code, bonus code BURR, that's B-U-R-R, and you deposit at least $10 into your Bet MGM account. Um, place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. So all you got to do, put 10 bucks in, have a little fun, bet responsibly. And uh, here we go into week 16, which will be my first pick. Oh, Paulie had his first. I had my first losing week, Bill. In seven weeks, I lost. Uh, and it was because of the fucking Eagles. I, put, I thought the Eagles were going to right the ship in Sneaky Pete's building, and it did not happen. Oh, I thought you took Sneaky Pete. I, I left a message on your phone saying that was a great pick. No, I didn't take Sneaky Pete. You know me. A good team guy. I just <laughs> Sneaky Pete, I just he's not my thing. Okay. But, uh, All right. Uh, no. So anyway, we, uh, you had a winning week. Our producer, Themless, crushed it this week. And um, I had another tie. All right, here we go.
Going into week 16, my pick, this, you know what, man? Paul Verzi picking for Paul. Let's talk about last week. Um, how about the Chargers, the way they just quit on their coach? They were playing like flag football. Oh, that dude. transcended sports, Paul. That made me ashamed. Dude, it was 59 <laughs> to 7 when I looked up after kickoff, dude. I never seen. I mean, that was. They just quit. They just quit. I had the Raiders, so, I mean, it was an easy day for me, easy night for me. But, I mean, to send your coach out like that, I don't know. I would say he lost the locker room. But, dude, there's no way that the fucking Raiders are beating them 63 to 21, whatever the fuck they did. That was just like, yeah, they quit. That was, yeah. Dude, you saw the guy's eyes. Now they're coming back, Paul. You got to think this week, you know, now they got to save their jobs. They got what they wanted. They got rid of their coach. And how about the Buffalo Bills? Expo- did they expose the Cowboys, Paul? Is it time to hit the panic button down you know, there in Dallas, Texas? You know, it was good for the Bills when I saw Stefan Diggs go up to Josh Allen and they gave each other a, because there was a little thing there. Here's and what now, I don't want to hear from the Bills players. What's that? You know, all you guys, all you guys counted us out. You know, you guys and they all had us all written off. And it's like, yeah, because you were playing terrible football. I fucking hate when that happens. Yeah, because you sucked. Because yes. you lost like seven out of eight fucking games you shouldn't have lost because yeah. you were so favored. Yeah, we were we were judging it on how you were playing. Yeah. Um, Are you going- not entertained? If I see one more fucking athlete doing that, oh like he's God. in there fighting lions. It's the stupidest shit ever. <laughs> Dude, that's got to be the most arrogant fucking thing you could ever yell to a crowd. Unless they killed your whole family and you have to fight to the death with people you know, are the gladiators. It, then it, you can say, are you not entertained? You bloodthirsty pieces of shit. But I don't want to watch you fucking throwing a ball around. Yeah. And then turn around like, like, what do I have to do? Yeah. Like my life is that fucking boring. I'll watch the NFL. I watched it before you were in the league and I'll watch it after. And guess what? I won't miss you. Won't miss you. Um, The only time an athlete said, are you not entertained that I thought it was worthy of doing so was when Michael Chandler in the UFC was bloody down to this, and it was the thing where they both let their guards down, and they were just smashing each other in the face and not fighting, like not trying to hide it. And he was just piled with blood, and the crowd's going nuts. And he just goes, "Are you not entertained?" I was like, "All right, I kind of am entertained." I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're sitting there on an air conditioned bench or a heated seat. You know, are you not entertained? All right, let's fucking. Uh, yeah, you hit a three in the first quarter. Are you not entertained? This Go, is things oh. I can I can do without in sports. Here's another thing too: dunking on nobody, and then s- there's nobody under the rim, and you dunk, and then you got to go. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like when somebody like, yeah, like, like you're a fucking marine. Yeah. I don't like when somebody hits a three and they go like this after they hit a three. They go. They can't. It's so fucking cringeworthy. My favorite thing are the DJs. When people make fun of the DJs, then they just take what you just said and they turn it into a song, proving their point that it's recyclable garbage music. It's like, dude, I said that shit yesterday. You already have it. You, you, it's the same fucking be. Oh, here it fucking comes. The bass drop. Oh shit. Yo, shit. I was, 
I was thinking about you last night because my Knicks were playing the Nets. Also, I don't like people that DJ at a basketball game and act like they're at the height of their fucking well, field. Yeah. Well, that that's all the, right. Yeah, you're like fucking two bad songs away from going back to the Gap. Yeah, that's why that was my next point. I'm watching the Knicks play the Nets, and I remember you and I there. And I swear to God, Bill, I'm not exaggerating. You could watch it as soon as they tipped the ball. And the Nets won the tip. By the way, the Knicks blew them out by 20. Uh, as soon as the Nets tip the ball, the Nets get the – they win the tip. I swear to God, you just heard, Brooklyn. And the whole place is chanting it. And, dude, there were so many Knicks fans that by the time we were up 20, the Nets fans were upset with how many Knicks fans were in there. They were complaining about it. It's the best. Um, all those traders, all those rats. That's a bunch of Henry Hills. That's the Henry Hill fan base. Oh, it's a fucking rat trap in there. Um. All right. What else? Any other good storylines, dude? I just hate seeing all these quarterbacks hurt, man. This is the first year the NFL's had this many backups. But your boy Browning, you know, didn't Paul, really I had a stomach flu fucking two weeks ago, and no, not one quarterback starting or backup called up to see if I was okay. So I mean, that's a part of the game. Let's go. Who do you got? All right, old Paulie. All right. Well, I am going to take with my first pick. <laughs> it's a lot of, lot of fucking. You're killing time here, Paul. What's going on? Come on, Paul. You got the swagger. You're killing the book. I'm going to take Sneaky Pete and the Seahawks minus two and a half against Tennessee. Oh, all right. Okay. I like that. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know why I'm going to do this, but I'm, I'm just going to do this. This is a stupid fucking bet. Uh, I'm going to take the bills. I think the bills need to keep this momentum going. They have to. And I just think the chargers, as much as they're going to try to save their fucking jobs, um, unless they all just agreed to quit last week so they could get rid of their coach. Even though it's in Los Angeles, I still don't feel like that's their home. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills laying 12 on the road, Paul. Coming out like a total jackass this week. I'm already down 12 nothing, Paul. The game isn't even for four fucking days. <laughs> um, all right. Well, no, I mean, you're going against a team that's completely in shambles against a team that is flying right now. So I like that pick. I wouldn't say the Bills are flying. They're back. I think they're they, kind they, of doing what they should have been should doing. Be going, Everybody yeah. needs to relax about the Bills. They're all excited that they're finally doing something. You, you should have been doing that all year. Yeah. That Dalvin Cook's brother kid's nice. That kid, James Cook. He was oh, running the nice ball. Guy? What? No, no. He's good ball nice player. Good, good ball player. Oh, you're using some um, sort of like lingo on me there? Yeah, he's a nice, fresh. Hey, Paul, dope. where I'm from, nice means you're a nice guy. He's a nice, fresh, dope mint kid. <laughs> Remember mint? Uh, oh, for a car. Oh, it's fucking mint. I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars off of a loss. They lost on prime time. They are playing the Buccaneers who are playing well, but the Jags are the better team. The Jags need the win. I'm going to take Jacksonville getting one point in Tampa off of a bad loss on prime right. time. You said Jags one more time. It was going to become a drinking game. Um, all right. I am uh, going to go against my Ravens this week, and I'm going to take the 49ers at home, minus four and a half. You know why, Paul? 
Because I'm a believer. I bet against these fucking guys enough times. That Christian McCaffrey, what? Let me guess. Let me guess. Jake the Snake, is he hurt this week? Is that what it is? No. Nope. Oh, no, say he, it gives he, me a no. He, yeah, he's not hurt. But Lawrence is hurt. Just going to throw that out there for you, Paul. All right. Well, Joey Lawrence, I don't think he plays football. So I'm going to go with the 49ers. Oh, minus four and a half. Minus four and a half, Paul. I'm laying 16 and a half after two picks. Oh, shit. Trevor Lawrence is hurt. He's not playing. He might play, but concussion. So it's, it's unclear. But, um, yeah, he, he probably won't. He's showing his toughness this year, Trevor Lawrence. That yeah. guy is uh, that guy's the real deal. Yeah, he's great. He really is. Um, what about Brock Purdy getting all that love finally this week? All these assholes like me saying that he was just driving a Ferrari. And they start breaking down the field. Hey, throwing a ball before they even make the break. The level of skill that takes and the trust in your receiver. I was like, all right. All right. People who know it more than I do said that. So I believe in it. I hate this week, dude. This is my least favorite week. Oh, Paul, don't say that. I hate it. Don't be like that. Uh, you already wore your shit brown hoodie. The seven and I've never seven. seen you wear white. You don't wear brown. I like brown, man. You do? Yeah. I never seen you. Paul. Come on, Paul. Paul, you're you're fucking Italian. You, you dress the color of the angels. He gets you in a white on white linen. I mean, you float Everyone. across that room. <laughs> Doesn't spill a drop of the red wine, man. It's a fucking thing to see. The the seven and seven Saints are playing the seven and seven Rams tonight. I'm going to the game. Oh, well, you know what then. I'm going to do it. Just you maybe you got me excited. I, you know what? I'm not doing anything tonight. Paulie was under the weather. I'm going to watch the game. I'm going to take the Rams minus four. Unless you were going to do that because you're at the game. Then I'll give that to you. I was, I, I don't, I just don't, the Rams, are, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they are. And the we're, Saints too. The Saints, like every once in a while, they just fucking kick the shit out of somebody. They're both erratic, Paul. They're crazy were, chicks. Were you going to take the you're game? Crazy you're crazy, bitch. Fuck Jerry. Huh? Were you going to take the game because you're going? No. Okay. I'm going to take oh, the Rams. Stop being so courteous. All right? I mean, I'm going to take the Rams minus ball. four. There you go. Matthew Stafford, prime time. Rams first game, prime time, I think. Let's go. All right. I'm taking the New York football Giants on the road, getting 12. I know the Eagles have been rumbling, bumbling, and stumbling and shit. I think uh, old fucking uh, Tony Ragu goes down there. What is it? Tommy Cutlets goes down there. I think he keeps him in there. Maybe Saquon Paul can do something for me, not fumble the ball or anything. 12 points. I don't know. I, I'm I'm starting to think the Eagles are hurt or something. Like there, there's got to be something going on with their offensive line. Something's going on. That's what Kelsey was saying to his brother on the podcast, and he's the center. He goes, Yeah, something's off with us. I couldn't believe he was saying that. Um Yeah, but that's good that he says that. He's addressing it. He's not afraid. He's not walking away. I like that. I like that a lot. For my fourth and final pick. I like how you're saying this like it's a trick. And for my fourth and final pick. Remember that, uh, what's his name? I'll need a volunteer from the audience. Kyle Dunnigan? Kyle Dunnigan goes like this. They always go like this. All right, you see it? (laughs) I haven't seen him do the. Uh, you just Cal think is one of the funniest human beings ever. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Chicago Bears at home, minus four. 
They almost pulled that miracle Hail Mary on the road. Uh, I think, yeah, it's at Bears against the Cardinals who have shown nothing. I'm going to take Chicago to pull out to, to win that game. All right. Um, um, <laughs> um, I don't like any of this. You know what, Paul? Why the fuck are the Packers only four and a half over the Panthers? Because they won last week. Uh, uh, you know what? I th- I, th- I hear whispering. I heard just heard some whispering. Somebody's talking. I guess I'm doing a bad job here. You know no, what? No. I'm going to go. Was that you, Paul? Yeah. Paul, you're out there whispering? This time of year. <laughs> Paulie who loves Christmas. He's sitting there talking to himself. I, I, I can't believe it. Uh, All right. I like the Packers. I like their quarterback. Um, that's a good And pick. I just think professional sports in the state of Carolina are cursed. I just don't think that, uh, you know, Kobe was drafted by the fucking, what are they called? The crickets? What the hell were they? The hornets. And he's just like, yeah, I'm not playing for you guys. The NBA was like, all right. So right there, they just said to all the fans of the hornets, which then became the fucking whatever's, down there in New Orleans, and then they got the Bobcats. They're basically saying, you guys are never going to be good. <laughs> the That's the NBA product. Um, so they got that going on. And then the Panthers, I mean, both of them just play in these shit stadiums. I think it just affects. Yeah. Um. Well, I need to, I may have to do a change here. Uh, if Trevor Lawrence is not playing, I don't like the Jaguars in that game. So, oh, can we- dude, when did you become such a fucking Karen? Can we can we find out? Can we find I, out? You, you you used some young person slang earlier, so I wanted to do it too. <laughs> I like that guy. That guy's nice. Oh, did you meet him? No, I mean he's a good player. Oh. Um, if we could find out if Trevor Lawrence is playing, I'd like to know that. If not, I'm gonna change. Why don't you text him, Paul? You're selling out clubs. Yeah, it right. says you're he's old, still. You're old uh, Benny Big Shot over there. Protocol. I'm sure. What What's is that? Can- what is concussion? I still proto- concussion protocol. What does concussion protocol even mean? They don't know now. I, I love know, when Paul gets upset. This year, it's they're saying this year it's the most lenient concussion protocol in the past few years. They're like, they're like, look, look that, at your eyes. Look at your eyes. Like, he's good. He's yeah. fine. Let him go. Yeah, you get so your Paul shoes gets on, upset. His head goes. Down. I mean, what, 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 what does that even mean? <laughs> he puffs up a little, Paul. You get a little bigger. You know, you're, you're trying to get you're trying to get some fucking answers. I'll keep the Jags. I'll keep the Jags. You know what? I'll don't let Jags. me talk you into it, Paul. I am fucking poisoned this year. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like any other game. What are you going to take? Paul, I mean, don't you, though? But don't you know? I mean, the Commanders and Jets? I'd rather I like that game. I like that game. I like that game. No, why? Because um, anything can happen. Falcons, Colts? <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, this week might be the worst. No, Falcons and Coats, that's fucking, if anybody can pick that game, I just, you know, I don't want to see your personal life. If, if Trevor Lawrence isn't playing, I'll take the Cowboys. So I need to know. I need to know. It just says he's Because you make me wait. Why can't we just let fucking Paul wait? (laughs) Why can't we just let him wait? And if if he's fucking playing, here's the deal. If the guy's playing, he has the fucking Jaguars. If he's not, then he's got the the Cowboys, right? You know what? I'll change it. Oh, dude, do I like the Dolphins? Nah. You know what? I'm keeping the Jaguars plus one. 
whether it's Trevor Lawrence or not, I'm going to take the better. I'm going to take the Jaguars. Keep my pick. No changes. Okay. I saw it. I liked it. And then I'd kick myself if it went the other way. Let's just keep it. Hey, Paul, you can sleep with your picks. Hey, maybe not that one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wow, man. All right. So there you go. Now, Bill, you know, oh, Bill, it's time for your Monday night special. And it's the Ravens and 49ers. And you had already picked the 49ers. I like the 49ers because the 49ers are going to say, fuck them. They think they're going to the Super Bowl against us. We'll show them what we'll do to them in the Super Bowl. I say we pile on the Also a vengeance game. The Ravens beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl about 10 or 11 years ago. Yep. Well, Christian McCaffrey for a touchdown. I called that, by the way. You can go on my Twitter. The, the morning of the Super Bowl, I said, take the Ravens. It's the Did last you? time I called the game correctly, Paul. It's been an 11-year fucking drought. <laughs> All right. I, well, Christian McCaffrey to get one, no? I mean, that's a done deal. Yeah, Jesus loves him. That kid gets a His touchdown every Christian. Kid. Yeah. You know, he just has that Utah energy, right? <laughs> like yeah. Clorox white. He just, yeah, he really doesn't look like he went to like BYU. Captain America. He should have went to BYU with the way he looks. Right? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like he's acapella group white. <laughs> That's oh my God, dude. I was in the dental office the other day and this acapella fucking version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger came, R- Ranger, Reindeer came on. <laughs> It was so bad I had to shazam it and start sending it to people. Like, are they mocking? Oh man, that's funny. Are they mocking a cappella groups? Like the yeah. arrangement, dude. The arrangement was like from 1958. <laughs> Rudolph the Red, you know, I said that reindeer, he's coming <laughs> down the chimney tonight. <laughs> I was in there going, is this fucking real? Oh, oh, shit. Um, all right. So we got the 49ers, McCaffrey. You picked the you picked the last one. Oh, 49ers, McCaffrey, and uh what's what's uh what's the over under so we can lose? What is it? <laughs> what's the under it's be low? My guess is two, oh! two good defenses. Well, look at that. Look at that, Paul. 47. Yeah, but dude, you got Jamal. What's his name? Jamar they, Jackson, Lamar Jackson. You can tease. You can tease that up to like if you want to take the under. You can tease it up to 52, 53 if you want. Still get you know odds. So whatever you want to do with that number, I, I would it. tease that up. Tease it up. Take the under. Okay. Phone a friend. Tease it. Can you tease it to what though, Andrew? We want. We want to tease it. He just said it. He just said it, Paul. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Just, you your want. odds go down, Paul. Well, no, or the you most go down and take six. the over, whatever you want to do. I don't know what I'm talking about. The most you could tease is six. You can't just tease whatever. Why? No, I know. But I mean, you know, I'm saying you're not going to go to 53, you know, hey, guys, or, or guys, 58. It's the holidays. Let's not fight. Okay. All right. So let's go to you. So we'll go to 53 and take it down. Hey, Paul, what, what, whatever you want, whatever makes you happy. Hey, we make the rules. We huh? make the rules. No, Paul, Sorry. I'm doing a little holiday sarcasm. Passive aggressiveness. No, hey, you know, whatever makes you happy. 
No, listen, whatever you want to eat, I'll get. You tell me. You know those people? No, I'll go to the store, whatever you want. You know, it'd be great to punch somebody in the face through a wreath, you know, so you add like a holiday flair to it. Like just some relative you've always wanted to punch in the face. What you do is you go, can you do me a favor? You just hold that up like that. And they just give him a fucking straight right. <laughs> and then, and then through the wreath, through the wreath, you do what's his face from, from uh, uh casino. Hey, smarten up. Then you just fucking walk away. Oh, I thought you were going to say the guy. Frank Vincent, who, rest who was his the soul. The guy in Atlanta who had his head in the box and he went boop. Oh my god, dude, that guy was amazing. Um, no, he didn't close it. He went like he went like that, and it slammed shut in his face. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm talking about you know I'm talking about these people. You know, what people drive me crazy that they go, I'm going to do this a bit about this word. They go, I'm hangry. I'm sorry, I'm hangry. I'm just hungry, and it's like. You know who else is hungry? <laughs> like I'm hungry too. I don't. I'm not gonna take it out on you. Fucking eat a snack. Yeah, there's all. There's all. There's all kinds of excuses out there, Paul. Yeah, my blood sugar. I'm sorry. Fuck. Go eat a fucking apple. Eat something. I'm hungry too. And you know what it is, Paul? It's always been that way. Oh, Paul. How about fucking Nick Saban? How about Nick Saban? You know he's going up against those cheating Michigan Wolverines who are stealing signs. You know what this fucking guy did? What? He hired one their ex-linebacker coach in 21 and 22 for one month oh, preparation to play Michigan. And that's, that's oh, that's fine. There's no, nothing in the rule book against that. This guy knows their whole fucking playbook. Wow. Yeah. But stealing signs, Paul, I mean, you could go out in front of the fucking Senate if they catch you trying to figure out what's going on. Unreal. Yep. Unreal. Yeah, it's 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 so ridiculous how people are like oh, you can't root for them anymore. Look what happened with them. Look what happened with them. I I'll never. I know. And I'm going to say I something. Know. And then all these big time coaches are always talking about integrity and raising men and fucking doing it right. They're doing the same shit any fucking corporation would be doing. Saban's been giving recruits Ferraris from his car dealership for decades too, and nobody cares. Oh, Jake the Snake. <laughs> He has uh, a Ferrari okay. dealership. All right, now I like him. Yeah, I'm back to liking Nick Saban. And then uh, uh, yeah, dude, I'll be honest. I'm playing, I'm playing for Alabama. I'll, I'll tell you this: it Ferrari. takes a lot of balls to be the head coach of Alabama and sell foreign cars in that <laughs> fucking state. <laughs> I'll tell you right now: Ferrari ain't nothing but a fucking souped-up Toyota. Goddamn Ferraris! Get that Japanese shit out of my state. Uh, it's Italian. Same difference. <laughs> <laughs> They're both disgusting. Um, all right. They're both lasting me on the Jesus ladder. <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> there you go. I got to go. I feel I'm like starting. You. I'm starting. Not you. You're on the bench because I'm white. I like that southern accent down there when they, they add the H. They pronounce the H in white. White gold. Genuine white gold. Oh, dude, one of my favorite guys from Alabama is the sound guy at Brad Garrett's. The sound guy at Brad Garrett's, <clears throat> Andre. He's the best, dude. He would gamble and he would, uh, he was the guy I said, he was the, he, he said, he was the guy who would make a point and then agree with himself. He'd go, I'll tell you why, man. He goes, I'll tell you why. Because he goes, they don't have a defense and their running game is suspect. Uh-huh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not even arguing with you, Andre. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, that that's my favorite guy from Alabama. That's like Evan. subliminal man. Oh, dude, Kevin Nealon. Mets tickets. Mets tickets. Um. <clears throat> All right, Paul. Let's wrap this up. Yes, there you go, everybody. Those are our picks. That's the Monday night special. Let's get under fifty three. Let's get McCaffrey in the end zone. Let's get 49ers to win the game by five. I mean, let's and, get the uh, fuck out of here. $10 in your BetMGM account. Use our code, bonus code, uh, Burr, B-U-R-R. Put in $10. And if the bet loses, you will get up to $1,500 in bonus bets. Bet responsibly, everybody. We will see you next week on week 17. I always like the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> see you next Soulless week. look on her face. Brand new Yankee hat. It's like. Your husband's been in office for eight years. They've won four World Series, and you, I've never seen you at any of the celebrations. No, never. No. Um, I agree. I enjoyed her campaign failing as much as I've enjoyed the Eagles losing three weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even hate the Eagles. I just love their coach, and I know he's emotional. So I either want them to be, like, winning a bunch or losing a bunch. I want to see the guy on the fucking – Opposite end of this, either just like talking shit or freaking out. Nick Sirianni's been quiet the last three weeks, that's for sure. Oh, he's been looking up at that scoreboard a lot and way too he's often. He's listening to Dark Side of the Moon. He's slipping into madness. They need to fucking win this week. <laughs> How funny is it when an NFL coach is losing and they just do this? The clock look? Oh, dude, looking up at the clock. <laughs> oh, it's one of the worst jobs ever. It is. It's, I mean, it's right up there with stand-up. When you're having a bad day at the office, just you just everybody's sitting there just watching you. You dude, except the, you got the you suck. Oh, dude, they get divorced. The Dolphins coach is like, yeah, I'm trying to spend time with my daughter. You know, I try to balance it, dude. They're in there like 17 hours a day, and then yeah, and you're then, not balancing anything if you're a if you're a coach. No, and I don't have the temperament to have a, a reporter talk shit about me. I'm Sicilian, Bill. If I see that and I'm in the press conference, I'll be like, who who really you said that. <laughs> I don't know why they don't do that more often. Oh, that would be great. Hold them responsible. And then just fat shame them. That's what I would do. I would just, just go fucking schoolyard. <laughs> you, just see, you just see an NFL head coach fighting Sal Palantonio in the yeah, park. Well, maybe if our offensive line weighed as much as your fucking man tits, we could get the running game going. What's your question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll take the fine. Yeah. I'll have a negative salary. <laughs> Um, all right, let's. I got to get on with my day here, Paulie. All right, buddy. I love you, Paul. Good luck with your Thursday night bet tonight. Oh, oh, have fun at the game. Oh, I will. I'll bring my earplugs. I'll see you there. I mean, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>